Here's a little holiday greeting I've been wanting to send to the Mandarin. I just didn't know how to phrase it until now. My name is Tony Stark, and I'm not afraid of you. I know you're a coward. So I've decided that you just died, pal. I'm gonna come get the body. There's no politics here, it's just good old-fashioned revenge. There's no Pentagon, it's just you and me. And on the off chance you're a man, here's my home address. 10880 Malibu Point, 90265. I'll leave the door unlocked. That's what you wanted, right? Do you expect me to talk? I'm Becca and joined by my fellow War Machines turned Iron Patriots, Chris and Dave. How are you doing? I, 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 I was thrown right off then. I was thinking, how can I put an Iron Man 3 twist on this well, introduction? No, normally there Becca is. just says whatever she says and it kind of washes over me, but that's just oh. off. Sorry. What, what's my award-winning catchphrase for this first thing I said? <laughs> Forgotten. Ah, oh, yes. Good evening, folks. He breathes fire. <laughs> well, you know what they say: the, the the second mouse gets the cheese, whatever that means. <laughs> what? I think it's, they're saying it, first it's a quote from the film. I think. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's well, this actually the, the second mouse arrives and finds the first. That was mouse. it. Yeah, the second. It's yeah. Up in the air. <laughs> That's the one. And, and, and if it's related to Pierce Brosnan, it thinks game on. <laughs> I think, oh, I'll that cheese. Why not? Right. Oh dear. So, lovely listeners, this time we enter phase two of the Marvel Universe as we review Iron Man three, starring Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Guy Pearce, Don Cheadle, Ben Kingsley, Becca Hall, William Sadler. John Favreau, James Badgedale, and many, many more. Written and directed by Shane Black, with a score by Brian Tyler, and released in 2013. Yeah, it was also written by um, uh, another fellow, wasn't it? What's his name? It wasn't Drew Pierce on this. Yes, that was the one. I wanted to say Drew Pierce, but I wasn't. It's yeah, 100%. He didn't happen to that other fellow. He was involved in one of the Mission Impossible films at a story level. He got rewritten by... Um... Macquarie. The, Macquarie, yeah. yeah a, bit on, a, a bit of a crossover here. Uh, which means it possible. must have been one of the last two. Yeah, it's Rogue Nation. I've just actually hit the link. Yeah, it is Rogue Nation he was involved with. And he studied at Exeter University. Mm, claim to fame. Well, not really. Mm. Um, I know alumni of near you. <laughs> well, fa- fairly near. I used to work quite near it. Uh, cool. Brian Tyler, uh, the guy who did the music for this, um, he's done lots of stuff. But the most recent thing that like Formula One fans will have seen is they've got new music because they rebranded Formula One last year. Was that him? Yeah, they used the 1970s pop. That's right. Yes. No, the music he's the music for you see at the start of sort of Grand Prix sessions and races and stuff. It was written by him and launched at the start of this season. The old um, Top Gear theme tune. 
I don't know that he wrote that, no. <laughs> Given that he was born in the, the 70s, he probably didn't yeah, write probably it when he was, written. like, five. No, I know. Um, just looking through to see what he's actually best known for. Um, and, well, lots, okay. lots of relatively well-known yeah, stuff. Yeah, probably the one at the moment for me. And obviously this film. And that's fun, folks. So... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, initial reactions. Go on, Chris. Oh, okay, I'm going first. We'll go alphabetically, well, not alphabetically, but we'll go by age order. What, by what? picking the one in the middle? <laughs> I'm very disorganised. I'm just getting off the back of a horrible, nasty cold, and I've got other crap going on in the background, so I'm very disorganised. It's all right. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all the same as usual. It's all right. Well, you know, seeing as we are going age order, like, let's go ladies first. Becca. Okay, so, um, yeah, admittedly, I'm the first to hold up my hand and say, out of all the Avengers and all the Marvel characters, um, Iron Man is the one I'm least familiar with. Um, I remember to go and see. Remember going no, to see this he's one. No Falcon, is he? <laughs> well, he's no um, Chris Hemsworth, but anyway. Um, but no, I did go and see all these at the cinema. I remember seeing this one. Um, ben Kingsley just seemed at the time just seemed to me like a really odd choice. Um, somehow, like he doesn't Not belong. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a bit weird. Um, but then I, I didn't know too much about him. I, I knew that he was kind of like. A, like, well, I thought uh, I'm pick, a nemesis almost. I thought they'd pick uh, a person of colour, you know, like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's he's kind of known for like more like indie films or uh, also like playing a villain. Um, but also he's known as, as a theatre actor. Um, certainly, like also within British cinema as well. So to, to me, he just he stuck out like a sore thumb. I think it, no, I think it was more of a given as like, oh, we know it is Ben Kingsley basically playing the hood again. It's always like yeah, this, I was gonna uh... say you also see the hood in, in the live action Thunderbirds film um, directed by Jonathan Frakes. Very exciting, worth checking out. Um, really? Just just for sheer cheese <laughs> value because it's Jonathan Frakes. He has a good time making it. He has a good time making this film. Yeah, but with, I, with, I have with, a, with I the have news a... sponsored Becca, by Ford. I have, a, I have a good time having a wank, but I don't recommend <laughs> watches. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's so. No, no it ain't. I'm quite serious. Oh, I see. It's one of those films. It's so bad. It's good. Uh, he's been in plenty of big budget stuff. No, he's, no, he's done loads of stuff. But to me, just playing somebody who is meant to be like a, a big bad, who was like kind of like a nemesis to Iron Man, and I was I like. Think... I hmm? think it's a coup to get both Gandhi and James Hunt in the Marvels. It's amazing. I think it's amazing, quite frankly. But no, I just, like, initially when they announced the cast, I was like, thinking, really? Okay. But then as time went on, I thought, oh, okay, actually, no, I see what they're getting at here. And then, spoiler alert, when they revealed the twist about, um, about the Mandarin, I was like, huh, okay. So I could totally get where they were coming from, from that respect. Um, I watched this, obviously, recently for the review. Um, really... I, Personally, I quite enjoyed it. It was good fun. Um, zips along. It doesn't really drag for me, I think. Um, we're kind of getting more, and obviously you've got like Iraq war and things like that going on in the background, lots of um, US foreign policy coming under scrutiny, um, and you've got that definitely reflected in the film. Um, a lot of anxiety about war, PTSD, stress. Um, he actually suffers from anxiety in the film. Um, and I think it's also those kind of, you know, him kind of processing and dealing with um, the events of, of the Avengers film and seeing a more human side to this, because I think out of all of them, well, obviously the majority of them, um, along with obviously the Hulk as well, kind of more like human characters, shall we say. So it kind of shows he's got a more, more human side to him. Um, and also you just had obviously Skyfall come out previous year as well, um, kind of moving away from being a superhero to being kind of showing more like a human side. So showing those effects of like anxiety, PTSD, um, and the results of it, of such traumatic events. So that's quite interesting as well. Um, it touches on it a little bit, but it just kind of like grazes lightly so it doesn't bog down 
the film too heavily, which is quite good. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it. We'll go through and, and pick out little bits as the film goes on. Um, but yeah, kind of as it's along, I think it's. I don't know. I think I had a better time with it than I did last week's film, even though I kind of enjoyed most of it. Last week's film being the Avengers. <laughs> Not last week's film. Um, sorry, the um, the previous Iron Man film. Sorry. But yeah, the Avengers. I, I love. It's amazing. I would just forever. Actually, we did a commentary last week, but our last review probably. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, actually, your favourite of the three. Um. Oh, I'm still struggling where to rank them. Um. I, I, just, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, it's not like a perfect film. Um, and it's interesting where they bring out like all the different like Iron Men, all the different Iron Suits as well. Mm. Um, there are some problems that I do have with the film. But I, I do like the kind of side where it takes on like a more social conscience. And also you've got the kind of the, the politics at the time coming to the screen. So it's a real reaction to that, I think, an attempt by Marvel and the the film's committee to, to face that head on. Um, Don Cheadle doesn't get much to do. Well, he does have quite a meaty chunk at the end, but it's like he's sidelined a little bit, which I have problems with. But apart from that, I enjoyed. That's the meaty chunk you've got there, Don. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, he basically saves the day at the end, which which is amazing. Um, but it's just like, hmm, you know, could have. I thought I, I'm sure when I saw it, I was like, I'm sure he had a, a bigger role last time, but clearly not. But no, he's still very cool though. And he'll uh, yeah, be I, I thought he handled Patriot. the action stuff quite well. You know, when he's like yeah, he the, really in the well. shootout so bits, cool. it's like yeah, you, you don't. He seems to be, you know, you seems to be doing this better than I thought you would. You know, you would think like John Cheadle. Really yeah, he actually has a, you know, he 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 doesn't look like he, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. He has a, you know, good uh, manner about him. Um, exactly, especially because like the Iron Patriot, I'm trying not to call him War Machine, um, is undermined as well. Um, so it's kind of like you know his his name and everything that he stands for is kind of being undermined um, and besmirched. So I think that's quite interesting as well. But you know, he, he kicks ass. You know. He, no, they can't hold his own. I'm not saying that he can't, but yeah, he he does he does pack a punch. That's a meaty chunk you're holding there. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he has you know quite a, a little bit you know, through the film, it kind of feeds, drip feeds, drip feeds, and then obviously he comes in, sweeps in, and saves the day at the end. So. I wish he'd sweep, swept in like properly sweeping, <laughs> like that guy in Quantum of Solace with a broom. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't quite touch the ground. All right, cool, Chris. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I think I'm kind of similar with Becca with this a little bit. Um, I mean, I was going to be a little bit biased because I'm a bit of a, a Shane Black. I wouldn't say fanboy, but obviously he is. Um, he's a, I would say, veteran in a genre which I really get on board with. You know, I really do enjoy Last Boy Scout, uh, Lethal Weapon, and all that, all that kind of stuff. So. Anything with that kind of vibe, um, especially with the kicks of Spang Bang as well. Like there's little mm. sort of. I feel. forgot he did that. That's a brilliant film. Yeah, there's a little bits of you know, especially in the bits where uh, he's in that small town and w- with the kid, and you know, the action scenes that felt very Shane Blacky, and I kind of really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always yeah, liked, it's a very enjoyed... Shane Black movie, isn't it? Well, yeah, definitely, and I think you know why not? You know, it's well, like obviously being directed by him. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like also like it's it's it's. It's a bit of a, an authorship stamp on a franchise film, that's, which kind of it's a Marvel film, but also a Shane Black movie at the same time, which I think is pretty yeah. cool. I, you know, it's it's nice when when if if most of them could do that, you know, it's like all right, well, you know, it's a little bit different edge to it. Um, but yeah, no, I've always had a, a really good time with this. Uh, it, it isn't perfect, granted. I am kind of like uh, Becca a little bit torn, like thinking about. Do I prefer this or the first Iron Man? Uh, I think the Iron Man is a lot more simpler film, but is a lot more toned and 
and you know it's it, it's just almost like pristine it's like well it, it it's very functional it works and you know it's there's there is a, a beautiful element to that whereas this has a lot more stuff i like going on there's a lot more in it and it, overall it's a lot more enjoyable but it is a little bit it doesn't all hang together so to speak so to speak the, the ending is a is a is a little bit of a letdown particularly with the pepper pots and and all, and all that jazz at the end where he just, you know, decides, yeah, well, I'll just take the shit out of my chest. As if it was just like, oh, well, you could have just done that anyway. Right, great. Yeah. Um, that just got... Just that... needed to face your fears first or something. Uh, yeah, it just kind of... Well, it just kind of demeans the character in general. It's like, well, if he could have done that, that, that just means, well... All right, well... Why, what what makes him so special now? <laughs> it's like he's just a guy in a suit. He could just give the suit to anyone now. Um... But you know, well, that was always sort of the case. I yeah. mean, Rhodey took them, and that always confused me in the second one when Rhodey took the suit. And I thought, doesn't he need an art reactor? I think, well, maybe they, they all have one in them. Yeah. And basically, when Tony wears it, it goes into his, it links to his chest. I don't know. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it's like spitting hairs, but I think it's like the like kind of like the special element that that, sort, that always bothers yeah. me most, though, when it's little things that you think you could explain that quite easily, and and you just go, what's that about, though? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's quite annoying, isn't it? It's a bit frustrating, I must admit, but I mean, I, there it is. I, I guess, like, with the big magnet um, surgery, that makes absolute sense. Why don't you just do that? But in, in terms of the character itself and what it means to it, it means to him, it's like, it, it's something that... It, it's, almost, it's almost like... it. It's, it's just like scapegoating. It's just like, oh, right, well... It, you just kind of, like, ruin that whole point of the, that aspect of the character now. Um, and I kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, well, what's the point now? Kind of, why can't he just sort of get over these things while still have the reactor in his chest? You know, it, you know, he's just removing like the probably like the the whole element from that's the fundamental aspect of his character. Uh, but anyway, but as a whole, you know, I I do enjoy. It. I do one thing I thought was really odd. I remember at the time. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys remember this, but at the time there was like. There was a few naysayers going around, or the, or the or the bit that people weren't unsure about was the fact that, well, you know, it's you don't spend much time in the suit, and it's you know, I just feel like you know, it's a bit of a letdown because it's meant to be Iron Man three, and you know, it's it's mostly just Tony Stark bobbing around, and I'm just a bit confused by that. Before. Bobbing around, bobbing around as you well, do. Well, it is basically. It's like well, on the beautiful briny sea. Well, you know, Iron Man isn't really the suit isn't really the draw of the character. It's really. You know, Robert Downey Jr. Well, is, is Tony who Stark. Who is Iron Man? Who is Iron Man? Is it Robert Downey Stark? Jr. Uh, well, yeah, I know. Is it is it is it Stark or is it actual? <laughs> is it the suit? You know, it's one of those things. Can you can you separate the man from from the heroic persona? Well, who is it? that that's that's the thing. It's like uh, he's basically addicted to the suits, and he's like can't. He's using that as a way to kind of like build his attention to what he really can't do, really, which is part part of the art of the film. But uh, again, but again, it's um, I forgot what I was saying now. But yeah, anyway, yeah, the, the, it's contagious. Well, yeah, I think I think I just was a bit confused because I think that a lot, a lot of the complaints was like it's not in the suit enough. Uh, it's a bit, you know, it's just feel a bit bit cheated as it as it being like the third film. I was like, well, you know, it's not really draw the film, is it? It's not part of it. And plus, also, I do like the element of stripping, you know, Tony of his powers, so to speak, in quotation marks, and and letting him kind of, you know. Use his actual skill, his building skills. Is you know he's an, you know he's a he's an engineer. He's a you know 
he's he's a builder. Like, a... You know, it's like it's get it's get him to think on his feet and actually sort of like be, you know, like the, the you know be beyond what what superhero actually is. He's not a builder. His ass wasn't hanging out of his jeans or anything. <laughs> he didn't have a ten sugar. He didn't. He didn't I was gonna say he didn't have. Four sugars in his tea. <laughs> <laughs> he, he when you know when he was asked about building a new soap, he didn't go. Oh, <laughs> that cost you love. <laughs> Absolute bollocks! Didn't fuck anyone's wife. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, there you are. I, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. It has problems, but um, I, you know, it. Yeah, I never get bored from it. Mm. I really, I, I mean, the the way I do differ from both of you is that, that there's no, there's absolutely no doubt which of the Iron Man films are going to rank top. I mean, this is in a different half of the rankings from from Iron Man. I've got no doubt about that. This is going to be in the bottom half. Um, but that's not all. That's not all negative by any stretch of the imagination. I really didn't have a very good viewing with it today at all. I was getting really kind of bored with it. Funny enough, Chris saying I'm not bored at any point. I was quite happy for it to finish. But um, there's some real positives to it because you always score very highly for me when you try something new. Mm. You know, that's why Quantum of Solace ain't in my bottom of five in the Bond films because they tried something different. You know, it didn't necessarily work. And the same's true here. You know, I, I appreciated he was out of the suit. I really did. The, you know, the bit where he has to sort of infiltrate the mansion in Miami mm. with just sort of homemade stuff. Well, that is the genesis of Iron Man. You know, a genius making the best of what's around him. Well, the best of what's around him is normally phenomenal wealth, but it didn't start off that way. He was in a cave with like very little there. It's um, like re- so I... re- rediscovering who he is, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, in terms of the sort of who is Iron Man, is it him, is it the suit or whatever? I mean, I don't think the film, the film attempts to answer that because it's the last line of the film, but that wasn't as scripted. He was going to say, I am Tony Stark. So. That, that might even be sort of a focus group answer as opposed to an artistic one. So maybe we can't answer that. I don't know. The biggest complaints against the film, as I recall, were that, um, which I think is a kind of a silly complaint, to be honest, because uh, unless you want your films all to be cookie cutter, occasionally they'll come in and do something different. I do have a complaint about the suits, and I'll come to it. Um, the other big complaint was the sort of um, mauling of the Mandarin character, which I guess if you're listening to us, you've seen it or you don't care. Uh, but I've, I've really no need to particularly spoil that now until we get to it. Um, he, does good, a... um, he does a good role, though. I mean, with um, Ben Kingsley, you're always you're guaranteed a solid performance, whatever he does. I just I think he's always stand up pretty good, I'm I think. Trying to... I think has he ever been bad in anything? There's been films he's got on my tits in, but I think even even when it was the hood, he hammered sexy, right up. Se- and sexy fabulous. beast springs to mind, but he's actually doing exactly what the part requires. Oh yeah, he, he's just batshit mental in that. Yeah, he, he totally. Yeah. Excuse my language, uh, but you know. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, he is hilarious in this. But the nature of his character that he is off kilter a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but he does it really well, and he, I, he's a memorable performance in that film. But there was a lot of complaints about the character. Now, <clears throat> I think I've always got. I remind you of the point I made in the very first episode where we're not really comic book people. We're not against them. We read some of them sometimes. But, I mean, Iron Man was a C or D list character. I do think a lot of people who are saying that's a complete bastardization of the the character are either a tiny minority who did read Iron Man comics because he wasn't one of the more popular ones, Mm. or... um, they're almost like jumping on a bandwagon. It's like you're saying that because it's the said thing. Did you ever read them? 
Because yeah. Iron Man comics did not sell very well, or have you just read them since they've come along? The third thing we really is this is this is Marvel making this, you know, and and if uh, they've got their own sort of version of the multiverse where you've got the sort of um, ultimate line and you've got what's often called as I think it's six one six Earth six one six, which is like the main Marvel line, and I think this is. 999,099 or something like that. They've they've got different distinct universes. They're not all supposed to be copies of each other. It's like an Infinity War. They said, well, they've got is they've got the uh, gauntlet wrong. It's like, well, no, they haven't. They're fucking Marvel. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's it's like it's. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of a bit of a stickler to sort of be true to the original, but at the same time, it's art, and also, do it you want do you, do you yeah though. do you want a carbon copy of of it on screen, oh, you know. I mean, at the end of the well, day, well, it's like uh, uh, in the in the original continuity, Ultron was created by Hank, Hank Pym. Hmm. Well, if you want to do an Ultron story at the point in the universe where they did one, we hadn't met Hank Pym. Things change, things get done differently. So, uh, and not only that, I mean, there was a little short afterwards which sort of explained that there still is an alternative, yeah. alternative sort of out there. Um, I really don't have a problem with that at all, and I'm not. I'm trying to think if I was a big comic book reader, would I would I feel any different? A, it would be a long shot that I read all of oh. Iron Man and the Mandarin. It's amazing when suddenly Iron Man two comes out, and then suddenly everyone's an expert on Whiplash and things like that. <laughs> and it's like, oh come on, really? I'm sure some people were, and I'm sure some people talking it, about it were. It's but... a social media effect, isn't it? The, it's like, well, that, yeah. Well, I always remember it's a it's a completely unrelated point, but I just remember Ian Botham saying about for those not in this country, Ian Botham was a cricketer, Easy. which is which is even more like niche. But he's he had a very famous match performance at Headingley, which is in Leeds, in 1981. And he said the number of people he's met over the years who claimed to have been there, there must have been like five million people in the crowd. <laughs> and I think it's the same with this, that suddenly everyone claims to have read it. And the sales figures don't fucking like support that at all. Um, if you make a big change to like Alfred in the Batman books, then like fair enough. <laughs> I get it because like that they're really popular. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's its own universe, and it's it, and it's a flavour of what else we've seen. So I've got no problem with that. But yeah, I've belaboured that point a bit long actually. But I did think, and this is another thing where comic book, I think conversely, comic book readers didn't have a problem with this. The number of suits at this stage, out of nowhere, cheapened it for me. Now, as as films have gone on, and we when we get to next. Is it next week? No, it's a couple of weeks away. No, actually, it's about four or five weeks away. When we get to Age of Ultron, we'll see, like, the uh, Hulkbuster. And I never had a problem with that, because I just thought, like, oh, he's built that in the interim. Now, the story does support it, because he's been obsessive and not sleeping. And But the problem is, if they are completely independent of him, why would he ever get in the suit? In that regard, and only in that regard, it... it, it it's like something like Into Darkness. Star Trek Into Darkness finished the film having made star starships obsolete and cured death. Well, your only way forward is to ignore it. And I feel the same way about where Iron Man is in this film. That in future films, we've got him fighting with everyone else in his armour. Why? Why bother? Why put yourself at risk? So I thought it really cheapened him in the armour. 
But having said that, a lot of the time he's out of it, and and that's really good. I think they tried something different with post-traumatic stress disorder. I think starting it in 1999 with cheesy music's great, and we'll come on to that. There is so much I like about it. It's a bit disjointed. It's a bit messy. And I actually I enjoyed it more on first viewing than I, I kind of do now. But I still feel that, like, it was a step too far. It would have been green lit at a point where the Avengers hadn't come out yet. And they still weren't really, like, massive hit makers. It's a bit like doing Iron Man 2 after The Incredible Hulk. That Well, the first one was a hit. He's popular. Let's do another one. I think this was a very safety first film and I, I'm not quite sure beyond the post-traumatic stress disorder whether any of the rest of it's that interesting but it's the best of my I think it's one of the better of my lower ranking films I think put it that way it's not going to make the top half it's not going to be anywhere near Iron Man I you know respect your opinions and it's a it's a different film and it, it is what you want to if this is your favorite of the three which neither of you confirmed it is but if it ends up being that way so be it but i'm looking at like my skeleton ranking now and i they just don't exist in the same universe iron man is a much more cohesive yes it's simpler but it's a more cohesive uh better told story frankly at the moment, I'm not, in terms of like ranking them um at the moment i'm kind of not too sure whether this is because i'm really, really stupid but this is just how my brain works whether to rank them as a whole or to rank them in terms of like the phases, whether to do you know phase one top to bottom, phase two top to bottom, phase three blah blah blah. blah. Um, but also you've got to take into account that as, as Chris was saying, this is a Shane Black movie and not a John Favreau movie because of the first one that he's not directed, like the first Iron Man film he's not directed. No, I absolutely agree, but it's still um, an Iron Man movie. And, yeah, it's and, still very much and, an Iron Man and, movie for sure. Um, it's not as good as the other one, uh, the first one. <laughs> uh, for me, I I'd probably rank a... this one in, in the middle. I probably maybe like number one. I was trying to think in, it's better than Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is still I probably do the same ranking as you, Dave, yeah. but I don't know where I'll put them in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, when we when we rank at the end, we won't, in the middle somewhere. We won't be ranking by phases. So, I mean, it's really no. up to you how and when you want to rank. I just always like a little outline at the start. Just the sort of... It's not preconceptions. It is almost to challenge myself, because I look at it and it's interesting to go, yeah, I got that wrong. Yeah, yeah, I've got that totally in the wrong place from sort of memory as to where it should go. Um, I'm looking at it now, and I've got Iron Man above a film that after this viewing of Iron Man, th- Iron Man 3, I mean, sorry, above a film that, looking at it today, I can't believe I've ranked it ahead of, because I didn't have a particularly good time with it. But I'm not a big Shape Black, Black fan, and at least they tried something different. And I think if you're going to do a third film, yeah. So, relatively positive for what is a film I don't like that much, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always felt that too. It, you know, it, it, it did something different. Um, and I think a lot a lot of times, it's you know, people just want the same thing, don't they? Uh, but then, then complain about how it's always the same thing. So it's a big... Star Wars being a wonderful example, yeah. Yeah, a big ball... It's too similar, do something different. It's too different! A big ball blue um, in the sky, you know, like city getting destroyed. Oh, we don't want that. And okay, we mix it up. Well, you know, didn't we? Really, the ending wasn't big enough. It's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the third act is a, is a problem in this film. It's a problem for a lot lot of uh, these films for me, anyway. But this is like this is like a, a poster boy example of the third act. I don't give a fuck. I really didn't. All these bloody suits flying about, and I was like, I'll oh, piss off. 
But um, first couple of acts are really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think the the ending is probably the the, the weakest part. Um, I think it kind of just like it got caught up in its its plot a bit too much. But you know, again, I, I did. You know, I remember at the time I really enjoyed the Mandarin twist. I mean, I'm no expert. I I I know next to nothing about the Mandarin. I understand why people might have been a little bit upset because the Mandarin is basically like the um, Iron Man's Joker equivalent. He's like, that's, yeah, that's what I was. That's what my understanding. He's main... basically like the, the Blofeld or the not Joker. Famous enough to have a yeah, Joker, no. though. Oh no, this was it. That's he was meant point. to be like the big bad. He was meant to be like his, his nemesis. If there were words, it's such like a you thing. know, you you've ruined this famous law. This this is a character that a few years before was not selling. Well, this is it. Exactly. It's like mm, so. I mean, yeah. But, yeah um, so like when when you know they brought in the twisters, it's kind of like a obviously when the the, the main villain, as it were. Um, I thought it was quite clever, and I didn't mind it at all. And as I say, he did he did a good job. It was funny. You always got the comics. Whenever you get upset about like a change in a in a different medium, you always think, well, you always got the comics. You know, well, you always have it's the not originals. like the comics. Well, roll with it or read the fucking comics. You yeah, know, um, I, I, I think you've always got to try and get the spirit of it. They did put a one shot afterwards, which basically said that the, the Mandarin is still out there. Yeah, but um, yeah. but even fans like you, the trouble, the problem is once you start trying to placate fans, you're onto a loser. Because I read stuff at the time and recently in pre- preparing for this, where well, the Mandarin's still out there. Oh, they only did that one shot because they knew they fucked up. It's like just total in- entitled fandom yet again. This is Marvel. And at this stage, they still had the brains trust together. They still had people like Joe Casada, Avi Arad. I don't know if Avi Arad was still there, but they had people in the room that had worked on Marvel comics for, for decades between them. Yeah. And they thought this was absolutely fine. Yeah, and I just they, think, like, if, if you've got the story in your head, it's pointless even going to see a film in the first place. Because if, it, if it's not what you've written, you're not going to be happy. There's so many Iron Man storylines. Uh, mm. So, the so like, I get, I get, I, even with, like, say, maybe the, about the first or second one or any of the, any of the comics, like the Captain America stuff, They'll take like sort of strands of the story storyline and implicate them. So like here is here you got obviously got the Mandarin, but you also got like the Extremis storyline, which was like a big popular one for. Yeah, Iron Man. I mean Extremis in the comic books, and I have seen some of that. I think Extremis is almost like it's um sorry, it's under his skin, mm. effectively that like he can sort of the the armor forms out of him, kind of thing. Um, I like I say, Hank Pym created Ultron in the comic books. Mm. Um, later on, I know that they've they've slightly changed the sort of way um, Thanos is. Thanos in the in the books has a much more of an obsession with sort of not an obsession with, but a strange fascination with death in a very sort of different way. I've not read that much, but I've read bits and pieces and I've read around on characters. Jarvis, I don't think was artificial intelligence in the in the comic books. I think he was like his his butler, like his. Yeah, yeah, it must be more like a butler, isn't it? I think. So. You know, things fucking change. We're going to get to it with Homecoming, and it's like, well, it, it suits like smart tech. Well, it would be. It was built by Tony Stark, <laughs> because that's the way this universe has unfolded. And I like the fact that they're being they're letting they're letting the way it unfolds drive them, mm. because you could have tried Age of Ultron and had to like introduce Hank Pym in the first ten minutes. You know what I mean, and it's like, well, no, don't, don't be silly. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, really, this film doesn't tend to rank very high for people. A lot of people tend to. Some people say it's the worst of the series. I can't see that. This is miles better than Iron Man Two. 
I think this is this has a greater degree of authorship on it, and it has some fresh ideas in it. Do all of those ideas work? No, but have a fucking go. Work good on you. Yeah. Uh, uh, to see him out of the suit a little uh, a little bit is good. I like that. You know, you're, you're paying tens of billions of dollars for this guy. Let's see his face I, a bit more. I really like the shot when when um, where where he's crashed. He's literally sort of like dragging the suit, and you see his arc like glow in the dark. Yeah, that's yeah, like that's a really cool. shot. That's oh, I noticed cool. that myself. Yeah, yeah there's stuff really like that, shot. which I think, yeah, this, you know, this is like she kind of fought out a little bit. You know, it's not. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I love all of that. I mean, there, there's still some problems with the character, only in that you have to balance Tony between the learning, the guy who's learning from his mistakes, and the guy who's still a bit of a pompous asshole. Mm. Pompous is probably the wrong word for Tony Stark, actually. But you know, Ar- arrogant, arrogance, arrogance, maybe, arrogance, or self-confidence. Yeah. You know, yeah. self-confidence. Uh, I mean, the attack on his house is totally, totally fucking self-inflicted, and Pepper could have been killed. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that as we go through it anyway. Which I mean, I suggest we're probably at. Shall we discuss this film sequentially? I think we are in that space now. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. So uh, yeah, we first get a shot. Of the suits blowing up. So yeah, it's basically gone through a narration. Yeah. We find out at the very, very end of the credits who, yeah. who is, is narrating too, which is cool. But yeah, you almost forget that it is a narration. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, do, don't you? Which is which is just as good because there'd be no tension in it. Yeah, it, it is a story that that had a happy ending last week. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't remember what the narration's saying. To be honest with you, can you? Oh no, it's just like you know, Tony Stark. Previously, you're not man. It's just yeah, it's just like sort of actually no. Like let, let, let's go back to the beginning, uh, and then it then it goes back to like uh, night. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. To one What's of that song called? That place. Blue, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was all number over one the for f- ages, wasn't it? It was uh, number well, one. Well, it, I don't think me and Chris have looked at the chart since we were about eight, it, but it was fucking everywhere. It, it was. Well, it was no, that, I remember that because it was the year before I left school, and it's just. I, like, I was. Oh, in, God, I, really? I, I was living in Liverpool at the time. It was every fucking where I went. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Bloody everywhere. Like really. Just finished my GCSE, so it was that and Mumbo Number Five, and it's just like. Yeah. It was yeah, Mumbo Number Five. I could watch that video now repeatedly, no problem at all. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. Sorry, I just went to my happy place for a minute there. Um, <laughs> no, that... I, I get to kind of, I get to hear, hear it, um, listen to it like Dumbly this week because we had in my other job we had like a little um, garage sale, um, and we put oh, some like sorry, cheesy. I thought, meant, I thought you meant the musical genre. No, like, this, this isn't garage, Becca. <laughs> no, no. No, in my little part-time charity shop we had um, like a garage sale basically, and we played some brought in like a, a CD for like now 99 or whatever it was and this was on there and I was like I've literally not heard this for a decade you know, since I left I, school I won't have heard it since I and last I got to hear it again I was like bloody hell really and the thing I is, how I, much I, I hated it the first time around Iron Man 3 I mean I'll talk about it at the end but I, I clearly don't think Iron Man 3's and next week films are particularly um, uh, essential because I, don't, I think I've watched it once since released I've, I've watched it at the cinema I can't remember how many times I can look that up because I've still got lists of that shit because I'm a geek. Um, but I I saw it once on home release, like when it arrived, and I've not seen it since. So I've not seen it in like four and a half years. Um, so I could I could barely remember any of this. I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I was it was quite a while since I last saw it, but I definitely remember opening it with blue when I was like, oh, fuck's sake. 
it's just one of those songs that I think who who thought this do, was a good idea you've got to do somebody something like that though because they, they you know the, the film is trying to put us back into a different place time. and time and yeah. state of mind and it, it, it 1999 the time flies so fast that it doesn't feel like it to us but it was a very fucking different time from there yeah, in, I mean, in every in every way, it, it does suit it in a way. It is is it, it does actually fit the tone and and then you get yeah. it out of that type. Is it would be that kind of song playing yeah. and music. Uh, uh, there, there are a few sort of um, uh, elements that aren't of that time, but they've put in just to look dated. I mean, Happy's got a bit of a mullet going on. <laughs> Mullets weren't big in nineteen ninety nine, but it's still but the, funny. The same well, time, maybe in America they were. I don't know. Or in I, Burn, I, 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 I think. I think it. I think it's even funny because it, it's uh, happy. You can kind of see happy just just a decade too late. Just like kind of yeah, put... yeah. <laughs> yeah. still just, thinking he's cool. Take... And the thing is, he's quite a serious guy as yeah. well. So he is, yeah, that made me laugh actually. But he wants to be taken seriously. That's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of but. Uh, uh, and uh, so we see uh, we see Mike from Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reference most people won't get outside of this country and Australia. Guy Pierce, who's probably best known now for Memento and LA Confidential. Oh, but, are, we, um, are we better? We also meet um, uh, Maya Henderson uh, or Sam Menace's ex oh, yeah, former lover. Uh, or Rebecca Hall. Yeah, Rebecca Hall, yes. Yeah, I know Sam Mendes uh, was with her for a while after, um, after Kate Winslet. Yeah. It's uh, all very interesting. It's all very six degrees of. Kevin Bacon, but not quite. Well, you did um, very, you did very well in your opening your opening thoughts, because you just randomly went Skyfall and then carried on talking about something else, which I really liked. I, I might, um, I'm trying to avoid any Dying of the Day or Quantum. Yeah, no, no. So, uh, so anyway, Thunderball. And anyway, so we're back. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just trying to think. Here, Miles with the time when the, with the spy who loved me. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. maybe to a curl, there's a scene here which relates to something else. <laughs> it was just really weird because you said Skyfall, and I thought. I'm going to get what the big link is in a minute, and they just carried on. I was like, all right, then Skyfall. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, what, what I was actually guessing, well, I was trying to, I, I don't, my so brain doesn't function properly. It's just basically, you know, some similar sort of films that are coming out and dealing with anxieties at the time and being perhaps a little bit darker. Um, like in, in Skyfall, we kind of see, we go back to Bond's roots and see like the more human side to them. And the same here in Iron Man 3 as well, you kind of see like, you know, him, him dealing with the events of the Avengers and the fallout from it and the psychological impact. Oh, so again, that's showing that. all, the human you side of him a little bit. You did kind of say that, okay? Yeah. Sorry oh. about that. I don't explain things very well. I'm, no, that's all right. cool. I'm a bit special. You have to excuse me. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so yeah, Mike from Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> offers them a place in his company, Acme Bomb Company, or something. <laughs> it's like AIM, it, isn't it? it? It's basically it's a think tank, isn't it? That's basically what it was. I, uh, I know, think tank. It was AIM, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I suppose they didn't get any flack from AOL with the instant message back in the day. <laughs> uh, AOL came rushing straight out of their caravan. They did, so we're going to sue your ass. So this is 2013. No, that's another late 90s reference for you, oh dear. You can tell you grew up in the 90s when. Yeah. Hey, you've got mail. hasn't aged a day as a film, has it? God. <laughs> that's the when thing. you get back I, and watch the around the corner. Searching is going to age really badly, isn't it, the film? Any of those kind of films where it's like a Facebook, not Facebook movie, but yeah. Facebook type film. I mean, amazingly, I think... not many people talk about the net anymore today. The film. No, it's going to die a death. Film. It's interesting in, in terms of its filmmaking, but I think in terms of the format, it is going to fade away. And the next big thing will come. What through. the net? 
I, I didn't mean the internet. I meant the Sunday <laughs> Sunday Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It's, it's generally honest, like computers and films just look a bit dodgy. So. He was more interested in Rebecca Hall than he was in Mike from Neighbours mm. in this film, <laughs> which uh, which I thought was an interesting decision. Uh, and he's a bit crawly though, isn't he? Because he offers, he says, "I love what you're offering," and offers to go and like meet him on the roof, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, this is like this is like before he's in space. This is basically when he was still a prick, basically. But so, the thing is, as well, it's what year it is. Yeah. This guy, it was the millennium, which was a big thing back at the time. It was. You know, everyone remembers where they spent the millennium. Mine was a bit underwhelming, but it was, you know. I clearly remember where I was in the millennium. <laughs> Go on. Oh, no, I just I went to London and drank some schnapps because I was underage. That's a long way to go. For <laughs> you do know you can get schnapps where you live. I know, I know. <laughs> no, it's really nice because we, we well, It's not we, good value for money because not only <laughs> London prices, but you've got to factor in the cost of like a rail ticket to go and get your schnapps. It's very expensive. No, we went up because my auntie lives near there and we ended up stuck behind the, what was the very new London Eye. Um, and we almost got squished in the crush. It was, it was you know, almost the end of us. But no, it was very good fun. Um, didn't see a lot, but some, saw some lovely fireworks and drank some schnapps because it was very cold, so that kept us all warm. And yeah, had an amazing time. And yeah, I enjoyed it, but not the getting crushed part. But no, that's where I was. <laughs> New Year's Eve. That was a good laugh. So yeah, he spent the millen- he spent the millennium on a roof mm. by himself, very cold. waiting for Tony. And, Contemplating and, and, suicide and I was about as well. To say, for a long time. And, and I was about to say all disabled in that. But oh, uh, no. that, that just made me think of uh, the IT, uh, uh, not the, here's the IT crowd, isn't it? I'm disabled. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, yeah, Stark spends the <laughs> news uh, n- knocking off uh, Maya Hansen whilst um, Aldrich is uh, on the roof by himself. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so she, she tells her about this, uh, her, what things she's doing, but basically it's like enhancing people's DNA. That was what you're doing. Better suck your cock. <laughs> oh, you mean? Right. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> well, right that's what I was a good hard sex. But before, let, let me show you this science experiment. <laughs> this is just a hand job. I'm going to move quickly. Okay. Right. Yes. This is, isn't it like leaves of the plant or something? Yeah. Basically, it's, it's, you know, um, Pappy picks it's a it off. Picks up a lever and it kind of like regenerates itself. So she's, like they're looking to kind of like re, like like refigure out like people's DNA and make them like sort of grow limbs and stuff. Um, and yeah, so Tony kind of just magically sort of like leaves like the willing formula just like drunk one night because I mean that that's another thing at the end of the film he just kind of goes oh well I did this drunk I'm sure I can fix this plot device without any explanation. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that's basically she bas- he basically gives her like the thing that makes her kind of evolve the project further on uh, and then we go straight to modern day don't we we do um what's the first thing we see it's a mandarin video isn't it yeah um Morocco. and that silly voice that he does and you'll never see me coming <laughs> i'll teach you I'll, another lesson i want money <laughs> <laughs> The voice is cool, but it is it is like these kind of videos we used to get back in the days of Osama. Yeah, it's, it's very much been London, isn't it? That kind of iconography, unfortunately. That's the idea, but it's basically, it's 
we find out what it's about later, but it's, it's normally after an attack taking like credit for it, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, I was, well, actually, I wasn't going to say what I was going to say, but it's kind of like literally these days when we have various bad actors around the globe. I hate to use that phrase. <laughs> but they sort of phone up and. It, it's an appropriate there. term for bad actors. Well, yeah, literally. But I think that's because I like, wouldn't. Unless you, obviously, he's playing, he's a character playing a part. <laughs> um, that sounds really weird, but it's like a film within a film, isn't it? Um, yeah. Thinking he's his character. But we don't know that at this stage. No, exactly, we don't know. It's Something the voice, is not right about No, like, you, the voice is a bit hackneyed, and you think, oh, really? But again, it's, it, it taps into that kind of iconography of um, aggressors, sort of, you know, and then these, committing these great atrocities. I can't speak. These great atrocities and then claiming responsibility for them afterwards. Well, well it's just the, mis- the mysterious element of it. Like, who the fuck is he? Like, you know, like... Ooh. Just like the, the, guy, the guy going around, like sort of like do, doing all, all these bombings, like supposedly, and we have yeah. no idea who he is. Don't know like where to locate him or anything. You know, it's uh, it's it's a bit more of like the the mystery behind it. Um, we do start off with him in his little workshop building the technology that makes uh, his new suit, which kind of draws it to him. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is and he's, quite he's dancing scene. to like uh, uh, Jingle Bell or. Drop, drop the needle. Yeah, which is a bit on the nose because I, I know Shane Black's all like Christmas, 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 but I can't imagine Tony Stark having this on vinyl and dancing to it somehow. But there you go. Yeah. Didn't feel right to me. I do wish the armor was still like this though, rather than generating around him. I like this. You know, I do like this. I quite like this suit as well. It's a bit more mm. gold in it, um, without looking gaudy. It's quite. It's quite. Um, it, it's much more. It's much more matte, matte finish. Mm. than sort of the earlier suits and the, and it's got like a a bit more gold in it i like this suit i do like this one but um yeah he's trying to call it to him he's got like sensors in his wrists which appeared to be there in the, at the end of the avengers anyway um so he can call it to him it can basically map where he is and form around him mm. but uh, it all starts going wrong and he is sort of getting smacked in the face and the balls and stuff by it but it eventually goes right it's just a little comedy skit really yeah, introduce a new suit uh, yeah. and sort of you know, display that he's like been working on shitloads, you know, all the different marks. Well, we find that out when he talks to her later. Yeah. Um, when she says, "What's that, Mark 14 or something?" I can't remember the exact word, but he looks and goes, "Yeah, something like that." It's like 42. So he's been busy. When <laughs> you think we were on the we were on the Mark Seven in the Avengers. Mm. So. But, I mean, most of them later on. I, I mean, it's just for the point of the sequence. But if Iron Man is, like, a character, if you like, you'd think all the suits would have some mark of belonging to the same man. Whereas later on, all these different suits just look wildly different from each other. But, yeah, this still looks like an evolution of the Iron Man armour. Yeah, like, so red or silver or some degree. Yeah. Um, so where do we go now? Do we, are we at the... I can't remember of... if we get to all the banter between him and Pepper first or whether we go to the I think Chinese theatre. I think there's a bit with the with Pepper, but there's also the the bit where he's with Rhodey, uh, you know, discussing and he gets his first panic attack. Or we first see uh, his panic attack. They meet at, like, a little bar restaurant. Well, it's not a bar, is it, because there's kids in there, but a yeah. little sort of family restaurant-type place. Yeah, uh, and they're just sort of sat up at a counter, and a kid, a kid comes over with a drawing of I think him or the Avengers or something like that. Um, the and, 
and he asks something about the rocket and he immediately starts to hyperventilate. Mm. Oh, like we, we get some talk of the Iron Patriot first. Yeah. Because War Machine has been... Uh, Rebranded. Rebrand. Yeah, War Machine is too aggressive, so therefore they have to do the Iron Patriot instead. Yeah. Which because, is basically uh, just like, okay, well, let's just do a little bit of Captain America there. I'd never thought of that. I guess it is, because even the colour scheme would be. Yeah. So let's just, let's just, just say, Guy, let's the, just say uh, Iron just, Man or the Iron Man suit and just, like, you know, plaster. I just thought it was the usual, let's, like, tell ourselves how great we are all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. You but know. it would um, it would be a little bit of that with the you know with the with the, with the American patriot you know be, being more okay. American rather than being like no one wants to think about war and all this kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's like user friendly, but I don't know. Warmonger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so he tells him about that. Gets the piss taken out of him, rightly so. Um, but Tony starts having a panic attack, runs out to get into the suit, basically to get diagnosed. He's like, what is it? The, the mm. arc reactor? My heart? Nothing. It's a panic attack. Massive panic attack. So, uh, yeah, he takes yeah. off. And then he just buggers off. He's like, got to go see you later. Um, and then what happens next? Uh, I'm trying to get the order right. So, um, what do we do? So, we've got, yeah, so that's 42. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, then we had the Mandarin bit. I'm actually calling up a synopsis. I know what happens in this film. It's the order it happens in. Mm. Yeah, sorry. We've got the yeah. We got the Mandarin video. Then we've got him meeting Rhodey, and then we've got um, Stark Industries, where Aldrich um, comes to meet her. Yeah, we see Happy Hogan. He's like got. Um... He's head of security now, and he's taking it. It's not that it's gone to his head. It's just that he's taking it very, very seriously. And there is an element of truth to the character because there's a, there's a bit of dialogue where he says, like, well, look, I was a bit of a last stop when you say, like, you're Iron Man's bodyguard. So he's got he's, he's got something to prove. So I think he's got he's got this new high-profile job. He's like, right, I'm going to fucking do this. <laughs> and he's just like... And he's really doing it. <laughs> It's great. And yeah. he, and, but and, you know, and he's, I just he's don't want to like, like, stuff super serious and he can't, he can't hold it the right way. He's got no tech savvy at all. He can't flip um, screen. And he's got to be like sort of badge, badge, badge. Yeah, yeah. he wants to see everyone's badge. He, even when Pepper, who's the head of the company, says, badge. I know him, don't worry. <laughs> it takes a while to calm down. I do like that, obviously skipping ahead, but like at the end of the film, like where he obviously wakes up and he's, the nurse is like next to him and he's like, Hold on a minute. She's not wearing a badge. <laughs> I think that's quite funny. Anyway, back to the. No, I didn't notice the that. I've, I've never noticed that. As I only sort of comes around and see the watching Downton Abbey, and he's like, he sort of he comes, he wakes up, comes to you, he's and he's a massive Downton Abbey fan. Mm, yeah, he's a fan of the show, the show in real life, and he wasn't during that time. I'm not. I was, what, never oh, watched I was going to say, I, I do. Chris would immediately go, "Well, I'm not." I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's one show I did watch. What do you mean? That's one show you did watch. You watched quite a lot of TV compared to well, actual, um, like TV. very occasionally. Like if there was something quite famous, I would watch it. But I generally didn't tend to watch like a, a lot of TV. I watch it on catch up, for example. Um, like a lot of the shows that are on at the moment, I've not but seen. You're, you're always like you know, Live and Let Die is on ITV Four. <laughs> it's like it. I, I keep an eye out for Bond on TV. Watch it with adverts and shit. Watch it with adverts. Uh, no, I keep an eye out for any Bond on telly. I'd never, That's the reason oh. for that. 
I did once I, I did once switch the TV on in the last year or two when Casino Royale was on and I couldn't resist. But I would never go out of my way to watch Bond on fucking ITV. No, well, unless it's like unless it's an event like it's the, the latest one on TV or something for I might stick it but on. Even then, I'll have had it on fucking Blu-ray. But say like if you haven't got it on DVD or Blu-ray or you know if you've only got a TV to watch it on, then and you're clearly not serious enough. Then enjoy. <laughs> don't deserve our support. Um, I just think it's kind of, oh, it's a bit harsh. I just think it's a bit funny. That's all. So I'm always like, oh, Bond on TV, or, or you know. And I was I was gutted when it went to Sky for a little bit. So I was like, of what are you doing? Some of them glued to parts of their body. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. Moving on. Um. So yeah, uh, he, he Aldrich turns up to sort of he's and he's fixed. He's he's looking like. Well, he's looking like Mike from Neighbours now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a bit there, more there's buff. There's sort of Neighbours connection, isn't there? Because he's got Chris Hemsworth as well. Um, and obviously Guy Pearce. So there's a little bit of a oh, Neighbours from anyway, Australian soap connection. It's just it's just a shame Russell Crowe isn't in this, uh, <laughs> this series. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. And then it would be a, or Kylie, or even Jason Donovan. Uh, he's in the DC universe. Yeah. I know. So there we are. But... Um, so she turns up to he turns up to talk to him about Extremis, which basically came out of that the idea he presented to Tony, mm. and it's um, he basically shows a hologram of his brain, doesn't he? He's got something behind behind his ear, and it's basically switched on parts of the brain that can basically mend you. So, yeah, uh... that's about it. It's, and she's like, "Oh, you're so buff." <laughs> But he's very, very like sort of cheesy and a bit. You can easily tell he's a little bit of a wrong one. It's just a yeah. bit too like. Uh... He's a bit too. He's a bit too smooth. This is the problem when people yeah. talk, talking about Bond again. When people oh, go, yeah. he should be suave. No, suave normally means fucking oily, and that's what he is. He's a bit like oily, but she's still a bit like. Yeah, I think there is. I think an element of. Like ooh, but ooh. Ooh, yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, there's this little bit of like oh, he's a you know he, he's buff, but also a bit. Uh, uh, I'm not sure I trust him. Yeah. Um, uh, which is kind of like what 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 we're going off, but um, yeah. But um, yeah, she she he's 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 effectively shilling for funding, and yeah. she she doesn't want to go down that route. He, he plays. Um, he plays to like the like, well, not necessarily your ego, but kind of say, well, you know, to, well, Tony's not in charge. Tony said no, and you know, and 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 there's a there's a new king in town, you know, kind of thing. So he tries to kind of persuade her that way, but it doesn't work. It's just, it's just basically like a really dangerous idea. The fact that you just alter your our DNA. Yeah. Uh, and then she heads home, and Tony's got this fucking great. Bunny rabbit, is it for her? Yeah. <laughs> not, not the fucking sex toy. We mean like literally a stuffed animal thing. And not that sex toy. Uh... Not that sex toy. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, really. I don't know what. Yeah, where are you going to put that? What's... Oh, a guy's going to ground and knock the wall down for. Why? Why? Uh, I don't know. It, it's just this. This his brain is flighty. He's all over the place mm. at the moment, um, and it isn't her. Well, it is. We think it's him. He's dressed as Iron Man. We think. Yeah. Um, and he's basically using. He's basically doing it by remote control. Yeah. 
which really pisses her off because she walks uh, downstairs to and meet probably him. the rest of the audience majority you know, I didn't, later I on didn't, i really didn't like this as i say if the suit can act independent of you at all times why would you ever be in the suit yeah it just cheapens it it really does it, it is up there with curing death in star trek um and of course they they kind of they still have it because in homecoming like the suit meets with spider-man without him in it but broadly speaking now when they're in battle he's in it and, and we never question well he doesn't need to be there i suppose that's one thing of it growing out of him it, he needs to be in it for that mm. but yeah I, I never liked this particularly but i mean it was all right as a little joke at this stage of the film but i really didn't like it but i mean it's, it's just tony you just think like to keep these films going this is this it's a bit like deadpool to to you have to keep the character simple in some respects or at least undo any progress they make because the most working version of the character is a bit like this yeah you know she goes downstairs and after everything and nearly losing everything and the second one when he flirted with disaster in his life and nearly died and everything else He's having dinner. He's had a dinner by himself. It's you know they were supposed to have some sort of dinner, and he's yeah. he's eaten by himself. You know, and it's just like, and in a minute he's going to effectively call the Mandarin to his house, and you just think like he made more progress than this. They always have to slightly reset him, not all the way back, but like some of the way back. There is character development because he's got PTSD. I think I think that's the thing that kind of makes it work better here because it's not because it's not just a case of oh he hasn't learned he, like he clearly does want want to be better for pepper but he, he feels he can't or he, he struggles to find a way how to because he's struggling with other things or he's fixated with he's trying to solve one problem by making another problem by basically it's a fatuation by by his work and he just can't sleep he seems to be like a guy just broken uh, so it's like well, he's, he's struggling to like what wanting to do what he really wants, but this does lead into Age of Ultron. But even then, that undoes some of what he's learned. Hmm. Um, and then when we get to Civil War, he's still feeling a load of guilt, and I suppose that is from Age of Ultron. But <laughs> constantly, they they are moving the character on, but they're having to undo elements. You know, at this at the end of this film, he realizes he can't just he can't do everything. He can't protect mm. the world. He can't be everywhere. And in Age of Ultron, he's like, I can protect the world. But I can be everywhere if I just build this thing. And um, it, I suppose there's there's part of me that thinks that's a logical next step. And there's a part of me that thinks, yeah, but you learnt not to even try that at the end of the last film. But there you go. It, it is one of those things, and it does end up he's having some trauma dream about new york after this mm. and basically one of the iron man suits comes in and comes into the bedroom yeah i don't know how that works kinda, kinda, it kind of holds it like it kind of holds pepper down doesn't it i mean he says yeah. like he said though that shouldn't have happened but you'll have to like reprogram it she's just pissed off like it's not <laughs> gay like... if it's in a three-way yeah <laughs> 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 With a hoodie in the middle, some leeway, yeah. <laughs> Strange fucking three-way, isn't it? <laughs> and an Iron Man suit. Is, is um, it technically a three-way? I don't think it counts. 
Well, no, it doesn't <laughs> count because we—I don't think they got saucy after this. To well, be no, honest. exactly. I don't think they did either. But he immediately sort of smashes through it. Tony's uh, Pepper's pissed off, goes to sleep somewhere else. Um, so things are not going very well, and yeah. Tony can't sleep. I think he tells us at some point he's been up like four days or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Happy is uh, following um, uh, the fellow who is with. Uh, he's he's follow he's following thingy from twenty four season. I think three. It's, it's yeah it, yeah that's it. Um, he's what was it? Is it Slevin or Sleet or something like that? Um, Eric Slevin. Yeah, and he's meet he's meeting a dude who's a bit unshevelled. He uh, played Chase Edmonds in twenty four. Yes, uh, good season uh, of that twenty four. <laughs> uh, okay, season of twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty decent. It, it, it was no season two, <laughs> thankfully. Um, See, so I'm, like one, I'm a one, four, and five guy. Yeah, five's the best one. Yeah, that's the one with the dodgy press. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think four's pretty decent. I think three. Four's good because he's dating someone I quite like. Three. Three was okay. three's, three's good. I think no, three's pretty good. And then you have four, three's which is solid, and five is great. Five's great. One's brilliant as well. Yeah. Six is shit. In fact, I, they changed their mind on what the plot was about eight. I still enjoy six. So I still enjoy six for for yeah. its flaws. Yeah, it, it, it's a mess, but it kind of has its. So flaws. anyway, I'm not going to remember his name. So Chase. <laughs> yes. We call him Chase. He's following Chase. Why is he following Chase? Because he looks suspicious. He's like got a bad feeling about. Uh, uh, this old Aldrich character, you know, he's just getting, he's just basically following a hunch. So he just like he he runs a plane in his car. He kind of like just follows him, and he meets yeah. Chinese theater, which is a very famous theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and famous. yeah, yeah there, there's some stuff in the in a briefcase, and he's like sort of, oh, well, let me help you with your stuff. And then he runs into Chase, and rather than do the sensible thing, which is which is just kind of act like, oh, you're just there casually, and then just like. Go on your day. He, he calls him out, saying, "Yeah, game's over. I've got the evidence, even though it's, you know what the fuck he has anyway." <laughs> and yeah, that cause that basically cause like a, a kind of a fight happens, and then the other guy explodes. Well, before that, when he bumps into him, he notices that like the, a, the, a sort of red glow in his face. Yeah. When he punches him on the nose, the nose appears to break and then sort of mends itself, and the cut heels certainly the cut heels i think it was broken as well Mm. uh something is clearly wrong and chase said to the other guy can you regulate so something's going on there's something in these people we don't know what it is yet i think already at this stage if you're unless you're an idiot you'd think it was linked to um killian's research it has to be Mm. he's been he's been sort of um experimenting with the capabilities of the human body so it has to be done. But yeah, the place explodes and Happy's hospitalised very, very badly injured. Mm. In fact, if he hadn't been... I think it. I think its blast radius should have killed him, but there was something in the way. Yeah, and it's kind of then, a bit into a wasn't it? And that leads Tony to seek revenge. Uh, yeah, and then you get straight to the other uh, obviously Mandarin Chase video. regenerate so he can walk away and then the Mandarin takes responsibility for it. Yeah, Actually, like, if you think about it, all the kind of thing team gets quite shaken up, don't they? Because obviously Happy's in a coma for much of the film. Yeah. Um, Pepper gets done in. Yeah. And yeah, so it's all and, kind and of... And Grumpy's just feeling up to <laughs> Yeah. 
sleepy dopey and dock guy don't know what happened to them yeah. but <laughs> Pepper-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pepper. Pepper-y. <laughs> Pepper's put into um into Japanese, isn't she? Unfortunately, she literally, is. Uh, yeah. But she comes so, out right. So Tony's now all angry and shit. He's all and shit. Goes to see Happy. Make sure he's got like Downton Abbey on. And as he comes <laughs> out, there's reporters. Mm. And actually, the more I'm thinking about it as I talk through, I've always thought this is Tony being a twat. But then if he's had no sleep in days. He's going to be a knob, isn't he? He's going to... He's going to... I just, yeah. just this is friend in hospital. I'm and like, fuck you then. Right, come and get me. Come yeah. and get me. This is where I live. This is my number. You, me, let's do it. So he gives him his address and says, I'm not scared of you. Yeah. But uh, the next scene I do like. The next scene is is uh, Tony, sort of the detective. This, this is the bit of him that I like. This is the bit that is a little bit Batman-like. Trying to sort of, you know, the rich guy trying to figure out with the tech at his disposal what's happened. Yeah. And yeah, so it basically sort of scans the area and then finds like the, um, it's the like dog tags. Yeah, it's the temperature it went off as well. So it's <laughs> it's military dog tags. So there were no active military personnel there. So one of them there, and he just looks at past incidences um, for like things like that. Uh, what soldiers were there, um, and also I think it's the temperature. Hmm. I think yeah, he finds a place that where a man, where he had a similar instance where a man where the Mandarin hadn't claimed, so he's like, yeah. okay, we'll see if we can find like a connection here, uh, and he's sort of like, oh, plan a plan a fight path for this, and then the doorbell rings, and it's uh, it's uh, Rebecca Hall again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she yeah, and and they're all like. I used to do her. I'm currently doing her. Well, it w- was originally going to be Jessica Justine. Mm, yeah, the, the casting, the, the whole thing that led to Rebecca Hall's casting is quite interesting, as you say. But um, I didn't know that. Yeah, tell was, us the story, Chris. Tell us the story. Well, no, that, that was it. It was going to be uh, oh. <laughs> Jessica Chastain. She uh, she was casting it, but had to drop out due to scheduling, and then he uh, went to uh, Rebecca Hall. Uh, that's about as far as that's about as much that's as much the story is, but um, <laughs> yeah. But apparently, there's a lot. You know, as as the film develops, like there was a lot about the character that was dropped. Uh, I think it was a little bit they didn't really. I think I think well, I mean, Rebecca Hall is not a superstar, but mm. she was a, a reasonably sort of sized actor by this point. She'd been in Frost Nixon and a few other things, and I couldn't believe how small the role was. And it it doesn't surprise me that it's probably not quite what she signed up for. Yeah, I, I think, I think at some stage she would have been more the villain type thing. It would have. Been, I think I can see it being like it was really her. Like it was really her being like the 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 lead lead baddie rather than uh, say uh, Mike from Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I you know I don't know. I reckon it's just got changed here and there. So um, yeah. So basically, she's there to kind of get Tony out of there because she really wants to just sort of like oh he's going to be useful I need I need to know what what he knows to complete my study basically um and Pepper's in in the process of uh, move of moving or like say like get Tony away from the place because giving the address to a terrorist and yeah, then it everybody gets everybody knows his address 
Yeah, but he's got like new, news flying all over the place, and yeah, then there's a missile flying, flying it all of a sudden. Yeah, um, just didn't get a lot of warning here, did, did they? They don't what? Sorry. Uh, the missile, the warning. They don't get a lot of warning. This is no. about to happen. Which you think, being like Tony, you think there would be, wouldn't there? There would be. You think you have like Jarvis come like early alert systems. Like, and, yeah, incoming missile. <laughs> It was okay. A lot of this was in the trailer, the suit mm. forming around uh, her and stuff like that. So, yeah, he manages to get... He, his first thought is to protect her, which is, I suppose, progress. Um, yeah, so this, the, the Mark 42, the main suit, he, that, he sends that to sort of cover her. Again, there's a bit of me that's always like questioning the logic of some of this, because the suit only forms around him because he's got the things in his wrist. But okay, it protects her and she gets Maya out. Um, and then basically calls the suit back to him, hmm. uh, and it's basically effectively too late. The house, the house falls into the sea, and Tony's in it. The the suit's bas- not functioning properly because it isn't fully calibrated or or what or what or whatever it is. I, I was never quite sure. I thought it was just damaged, but it, it, it could may be. be that it's just not ready. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis basically detaches a hand to basically turn around to pull Tony out. Um, Tony passes out, I think. But yeah, he does, because when he wakes up, he wonders where the hell he is. Um, And he's on route to Tennessee, or wherever it was. He's in Tennessee. Yeah, he lands in Tennessee. Um, And then Jarvis basically is malfunctioning himself. So Jarvis shuts down, and he's there on a cold night in Tennessee, which is some distance from California, to say the least. Mm. Um, so yeah, Tony's there with a suit that's not working, no power, no Jarvis, and in the middle of a, a place he doesn't really know. Um, and yeah, so that's basically, and he starts to, he drags it in, basically he drags it to a telephone, sends a message to Pepper, uh, and... Saying, I'm sorry, I'm a twat. Yeah. Um... She... Sorry, that's made me think of bottom. Then I'm sorry, I'm a twat. Ten <laughs> yes. Certain fans will appreciate that reference. Yeah, um, yeah. He basically goes in, into a, a garage somewhere. Mm. Um, uh, he meets a kid who is isn't as annoying as you might expect. On paper, I'd have hated this. The kid's all right, actually. He's actually quite yeah for a, for a little kid. He's not too bad. He is signed for the next Avengers film, so we will see him next week. I or do, next, next year. I do think it probably works um, with with being with, with a character like Tony, with a character who, who isn't going to be who, who is basically not going to sort of act all kiddie like in front of him. Uh yeah okay yeah he just carries on as himself really yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of works. Kiddie, yeah, whatever. Yeah, especially at the end where he sort of just drives. Yeah, you know, just gonna leave me, leave me like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, so yeah, get kind of. Har- this kid Harley knows who he is. Yeah. No, no, he knows that's Tony Stark. And uh, again, we've got lots of questions about New York. This kid is very talkative. Again, on paper, I'd be like, oh, that's not good. It works okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Pepper is like basically got in a car with Rebecca Hall and adding, adding some uh, exposition uh, <laughs> to things. 
uh, before yeah, this getting... is a bit. I would say this section of the film does get a bit puzzle exposition-y. But it's like, fun, though. Well, you know, it's like you get two people in the car, you get, well, well, there's a chance to explain, Ooh, explain plot, some things. You have to get in- information across to an audience somehow. Yeah, yeah. How clunkily do you do it? It wasn't too bad. Show, Obviously, Pepper, tell, re- Pepper, re- Pepper realises... Yes, but it is normally them talking. I know, I mean, I know. She, she, she finds... Do, it, it's like, yeah. yeah, and then we get a like, scene where basically... Expects... I mean, show don't, show, don't Tell applies when you're talking about... I mean, a film that really, really breaks that rule but still works is something like Inception. Mm. Because the concept behind the film is difficult, so you have to have the the characters stand around explaining it to each other. Um, Lucas in the prequels, the characters would stand around and explain where the plot was, where the characters were, Mm. why they were doing it, what's it for. That's where you like telling, not showing. I think fundamentally, characters on their way, something still progressing. The plot. Oh, God, yeah, no, definitely, happened. of course, yeah. There's, the there's a way they'll talk to each other about what's just happened is reasonably organic. Yeah, it's fine. It, they do it very well. I'm not calling out a problem with it, but it's just a bit basal exposition-y, But they do it very well. I just like pointing out, so yeah, it's a bit of exposition <laughs> and uh, the people explaining the things to each other. But uh, but it has to happen, though, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, she's basically explaining that uh, Mike from EastEnders um, is suspected. Mike from for- EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, hold on a minute. They're all Sorry. the same to me. Uh... Sorry to anyone there who works on Neighbours. We we took away one of your iconic <laughs> characters there. We went to a different country. We now return him to you, Mike we, from are, we claimed him as our own. <laughs> so Mike from Neighbours what? Is now working for the Mandarin. And we get a, a clip of him basically referring to... Basically being all bad guy like now. And about a sort of third to the master as the Mandarin is coming in and about to do another one of his broadcasts. And you get another broadcast of him basically sort of like telling the president to ring in the number or shoot someone in the head. Right. Uh, And what's the reasoning for this? Because he says, like, ring this number or shoot him in the head. So the president does it and he just shoots him anyway. So what was the point of it? Well, the president probably didn't know he was going to do that. Why he shot him in the head, don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, There you go. I don't know, but maybe sort of like a control thing. But anyway, um, so we, yeah, we get that. Uh, we get Tony going going to the site uh, of of uh, of that where that bomb was and doing some detective. And it's stuff. like four years later, but okay. Mm. None of that really made an awful lot of sense to me. But he starts asking questions. Uh, wasn't it a bar he goes in? Yeah, because he's gonna. Yeah, the Fact. mother of the, the yeah. victim, one of the victims, or one of the soldiers. Yeah, mm. uh, she's he finds he finds out she's got a file and she's waiting for someone to come meet her. Yeah, it's like oh well, I think you weren't supposed to. Um, it wasn't me you were actually supposed to be waiting for. I don't think. And then he runs into another extremist henchman, henchwoman who's posing as a FBI. Agent. Yeah, yeah, uh, or Homeland Security, one of the two. Um, I've 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 found the timing of this. This is an attack that happened four years before. Yeah. How would they know to be there that night? Uh. Doesn't that all seem a bit odd? If it had been like the previous attack, a couple of months. I mean, before, I maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether it was something they were actually they were. They were tracking Tony. Unless they were tracking Tony. 
But then they flew off thinking Tony was dead. The um, Iron Man almost um, sort of unless, came out of the water at the last minute. Unless it was just happened coincidence, it was a loose end or something. There was still, I don't know. Okay, all right, but they, but, they know he's in Tennessee. Yeah, uh, Chase from Twenty Fours there. Yeah, as well. So we we have a we have a bit of an action scene shootout, which I kind of like. Uh, <laughs> it's like Tony trying to basically in the action, but without any of his suit or technology to back him up. Yeah. So he's actually thinking on his feet. So I do, I do like the whole, you know, um, a, 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 a cheap trick and a, and cheesy pickup. Uh, well, it's a, a nice line. bit of continuity as well because you know, Cap asked in the last film, "What would you be without the suit?" Well, yeah. we're, we're we're finding out. And yeah, it's it's good time to see thinking on his feet and all that. Um, and yeah, they sort of they, they they get away, they get the file, and he uh, leaves the kid. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, which is uh, quite relieving because you don't think, oh, going to be stuck with a kid the entire film now. But no, no, it's, it, it, it it works quite well. Um, you know, I, it, Yeah, I've never quite understood. The kid isn't fucking needed, really. But anyway, okay. Um, I think, yeah, I think he just needs like, someone to help him out with stuff. It's like, oh, you got to meet... I suppose it's someone to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um... So yeah, he'd... so yeah, we've got the president phone call thing, and then we've got Tony calling Rhodey. Yes, because they think they've found where the Mandarin is, and it's uh, supposedly it turns out to be a sweatshop, doesn't it? Yeah, and he, but it's basically trapped for him because they basically you know catch the Iron Patriot by one yeah. of the extremist people. Uh, Tony's en route to Miami because he picked up the signal where of where it led to, and he was like thinking, "Oh, well, you know, that 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 can't be right." But he, he goes there anyway, yeah. and yeah, are we, are we going straight to the? Have we not forgotten something? I think we have. What have we forgotten? We have. Well, we no, get, I think. Well, we get the reveal when Pe- when Pepper gets captured, haven't we? We've got. I, I seem to remember Tony in the van with one of his biggest fans. Shit! Yes, yes. I think that's that, probably that's so, probably that's where you find. That's probably where you find the. Of, um, yeah, at yeah. the moment we do, yeah they they don't know where the address is. He needs to. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. He needs to hack into servers. Yes. yes. Okay. That makes that, that makes more so sense. So basically, we, we are we we figure out at this point that extremis is basically if the body can't deal with it. Mm. it it superheats and explodes. Yeah. And what's basically happening is they're come, they're 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 exploding and they're 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 being covered up as terrorist actions. Yes. Which which would effectively tell us what the reveal is about to be. But you would I, I wasn't thinking about it at the time particularly. Mm. Tony at that time um, reckons, and it's like quite a good sort of that. It's basically selling a, a functionary weapon. So he's yeah. like, well, so he sell it, he's going to sell it to a terrorist and or whatever. So, um, so he so he's on on route to find go to where where we think the Mandarin is. It was somewhere in Miami, uh, and he finds the suit isn't ready because it's not charging the, in the proper way. So he he goes, right, what do I need to do? So he has to think on his feet and make make up stuff. Yeah. So we know his suit's going to be ready at some point. Yeah in storytelling terms so that's reasonably well done but yeah he just creates like a little glove that's got 
you know, various things. And I think he picks up that kid's potato fucking gun and things <laughs> like that. But it's quite nice the way he sort of gets into the Miami place and stuff yeah. like that. that. That's all really well done. And it was just nice to see him out. It was just nice to see something different. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking with superheroes, I want to see them in their outfit. I do. It's a bit like watching Star Trek. I want to see the Enterprise. You know, you're missing something when it's not there. But we, this is his third film. We got to try something a little bit different. I, I did like this. Yeah, it's like I said before. It's like I don't think with Iron Man, uh, the the appeal is actually Tony being Tony, really. So yeah. it's so we. It's less so the suit. Yeah. 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 Whereas this, Batman, you you do need the suit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So he he goes and this is where the the big reveal, isn't it, of the Mandarin, and it turns out it's a that doll. <laughs> Yeah, it's an actor. But basically, he's been got in to make these videos to explain away all the problems that have happened with Experis. No, no, it was a terrorist thing. Hence, there's never any threats to carry out anything. There's only taking credit for them afterwards. Yeah. Uh, This guy cannot stay on the topic for two seconds. He's screaming at football. He's drinking a lot. He's got (laughs) women. He's falling asleep. Yeah. Join the girls. And, and all the millions of Iron Man fans who couldn't never heard of the character five years before are now fucking met, going fur- uh, furious. I loved it. I thought it was really funny. Cause it just, yeah, it... I like it. <laughs> uh... But it also, like it. It also kind of makes sense. Wrong, there, there will be people out there who complained who were big Iron Man fans. I'm not saying that, although I still think their arguments are invalid for all the reasons I said earlier. But I'm sure a lot of people, you know, it's all retrospective. Like, well, that's not how the comics are. We, you've just looked up what the comic was, you know? Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, it's basically, uh, it's all a front. It's all a front for this extremist thing. Uh, and then Tony gets captured. Yes. And, and then he's tied up, isn't he? He's tied up. Maya's there, so she's been working with him mm. all the way through. Um, and I think they think Tony can sort of help them with it, largely because obviously all these massive explosions are not meant Ideal. to be happening. Yeah, they're not meant to be happening. Mm. Um, and they've also got Pepper, obviously, because mm. she was with Pepper. Yeah. So, uh, and they're going to sort of inject it into her. So I think that's effectively to get it to get him to play ball. Yeah, because basically he wanted came up with the willing formula to get to get them where they are now. Yeah. Um, so they're like, right, well, need Tony on board. I'm always doing that pissed at New Year's parties. <laughs> Just fucking, there you are, and that'll sort fucking Parkinson's out. Uh, uh, fancy another drink. Um, and hopefully some checks. Um, yeah, okay. So then he shoots Maya, and I never got that. I was just like, oh, all right, then. I what think he did waste that. Of all. I, yeah, I mean, plot wise, it's there to kind of say, it's kind of given well, and I mean it. Yeah, well, it's also it's also it's like extra sense for, for Tony to kind of like do what he wants. It's like, well, you're do do it my way. Is anyone going to save um, Pepper? Uh, in, a, in in a way, because you haven't, you haven't got her as a scapegoat to do it for you. So there's 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 that element of it. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, I always felt there was probably a bit more to that character, uh, but. Yes. No, there you go. So yeah, so he he, he shoots he shoots her and and then does his bad guy thing, walks off, gets um Rody out, out the suit 
and then breeze fire, which is kind of like crazy, but kind of. But I love the way Rody just reacts to it. It's like you breathe fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. It's like you breathe fire now. Yeah. Oh, acid reflux. That's a that's an Incredibles two reference, isn't it? That's uh, it is, that's, a dream yeah, that's the advice of Becca Andrews' heir to the Andrews Liver Salt Empire. <laughs> I'm clearly not there to the empire. Wait, heir? You haven't got it yet. That's why you're not. Suck and see. Yeah, that's always my that's always my advice. <laughs> that's quite funny. Sucking and see. Um, <laughs> yes. So. Um, so it's, so it's there where we find out they plan to sort of like use the Iron Patriot um, suit to to get Let's on board Air Force One. The fact Beck has gone off to giggle. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Sorry, <clears throat> right, I was so, drink at the same time, and I was like, "Oh, drowning." He summers. Oh, yes. <laughs> you went and turned into Kenneth Williams. I don't know. Becca has a drink. Uh, okay. oh, so Tony summons the suit, doesn't he, from Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. not real, not real, not realizing that most of it's like locked up, <laughs> so that's why yeah. he's like, don't, don't get to him as much. But uh, yeah, and you have a little banter with the bad guys. Which How did enjoy. he discover Altridge is going to attack Air Force One? Um, the, well, it's basic info with the. Uh, well, you have the action scene first, don't we? But so it's info with uh, the Trevor Slattery. Okay. He, he says like, "Oh, I don't know. So I know, I know, I know where where they'll be, and I know like this." There's also a bit of Roadie as well, like you know, with the knee oh, in the suit. Okay. He's going to attack Air Force One. I love that movie. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> so they're up against it for time, which is why him calling the suit to him is a bit like fucking. Come on, come, yeah. come on, yeah. Um, and, and uh, Chase from 24 is in the Iron Patriot suit. Yeah. You've ever been known as Chase from 24. Yeah. He's quite a good actor, though. He's been in other stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, the Badge Dale, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's quite competent. <laughs> he's a competent... <laughs> he's the critics rave! mainly. James Batman, James Batchdale was competent. <laughs> oh, stick that on the poster, please. It was all right, says, says the Guardian. Okay. Oh, you can tell I'm getting tired now. Oh dear. Oh. All right, <laughs> I'll shut up now. Oh, so anyway, Chase from Twenty Four, a competent actor. He's very competent. He's very balanced. Is in the Iron Patriot suit, so he's welcomed aboard. Because yeah. they like their patriot. I mean, I always, I always thought, like, is it strange how he's not talking? <laughs> um, and while a guy in a suit who flies getting on board a plane, isn't that a bit? I don't know. I, no. um, I don't know but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but so it's not long after he basically, you know, does this, this thing. He basically kidnaps the president, uh, yeah. kills a few people, and then uh, Iron Man shows up. Yeah, and then, and then um, kills, kills the competent actor. He did blow a holes holes in the um, basically survivors. Well, survivors. People are falling out of yeah. the aircraft. And I quite like the sequence. Competently, all competently, of them. Yeah. competently did it really well. Yeah. 
No, I do. I do quite like the sequence, even though like it does end with the another man. Yeah, it's not no, in the suit. I, I did look it up earlier. I saw this film twice, once in 3D. Um, no, the 3D conversions on Marvel weren't great. They were. They were. They weren't bad, as in that looks terrible. They were underwhelming, as in they didn't really do very much. Um, but you can tell a lot of it is time and effort because they really put their time and effort into this sequence in that the 3D was shit in most of the rest of the film and really good in this sequence. Um, yeah, play, this is a, this is pretty good until the reveal at the end, which fucking ruined it for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's got to think because he, he's, he's Jarvis, he's fixed Jarvis and he's saying to Jarvis, how many, how many are there? And it's like 12 or 13. Yeah. And he said, how many, how, can, many hold? Can, I, how many can I hold? Four. Yeah. Uh, um, and he just basically gets them to sort of daisy chain, doesn't he? Yeah. Which isn't a sexual practice. We're not talking about anything rude. The only line of dialogue that, made, that I thought, why, why did you leave that in there? It was like, I'll electrify your arm and you won't be able to let go. And I was like, yeah. How does that work? Yeah, so uh, you'll, you'll be able to close your fist or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, it's more wouldn't. What, wouldn't be able to let go, as in he wouldn't be able to open his hand? Right, yeah. Open your hand, yeah, that's it. Right, okay. Well, why would he... I can't think that would be a problem anyway. The the, the suit is somewhat um, independent of him in that it can do things he can't do. Yeah. It's got strengths he doesn't have, in other words. Mm. No, but It can he, already he, lift and do things he, he can't do. He's sending, like... He said, he's saying to, like, I'll, I'll send an electric... Uh, Falls to you, as in like the people were falling, so you won't be able to open. The, oh, to... I see. And I was like, how did that work? That would just electrocute them, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh dear. But you know, but it's one of the things. Like, had they just had he not had that line of dialogue, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Well, it's a pity that yeah, you don't have like out. a competent actor like Chase from Twenty Four <laughs> to explain it to us. He's gone now. That's oh dear. He saves them all. It's quite a good sequence. And then just as he's finished saving them, he flies off, gets hit by a truck. It turns out Tony wasn't in it yeah. at all. And it really, really pissed me off. So I enjoy it in the moment because it's quite a nice, like, oh, like, my little shot. he's like, oh, shit. But he is like we are when we lose on a video game. Yeah. We're totally like, fuck. Um, I don't like it. And, and people say... And, and people will say about the comics there in a positive way about the film in that like yeah yeah he's always been able to do that and he's always had loads of suits and all the rest of it it's like I don't like it Yeah, I don't like it at all I, if it, he doesn't need to be in the suit he would never be in the yeah. suit there would never it, be any danger what's it, the point it doesn't bother me too much but I completely see your argument and I kind of agree it's, Iron Man might as well be a fucking drone yeah so I don't like it I can get on board with it in as far as they've pretty much ignored it now and if he does need to have his presence somewhere where he's not available, he can send the suit. The way it's used now is kind of all right, but it's underpinned by really faulty logic. Why would he ever be in any of the suits? It will be like, so like it, it'll be. Would it be okay if it was like he can do it, but there's certain limitations. Yeah, he can't yeah, do this. Like if yeah, where it really needs full beans, it's got. To, I've got to be in it. Yeah, L- little things it can do independently. I mean, I guess in the Avengers, he's got to look like a team player, hasn't he? Yeah. It's pointless them storming that place at the start of like Age of Ultron and him saying, "I'm just going to sit in the van." Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> we're risking our lives. We're just sit back there. Oh, all right, I'll get in the fucking suit. <laughs> you know? Go on then. Um, 
but yeah, I've never liked it. Always thought it was completely fucking unnecessary and glad that they've largely dropped it. And of course, if there's one plus to the current version of the suit, which I don't like, but if there's one plus to it, it's that it, it now effectively grows out of him. So he has to be in it. Mm. Although presumably are other previous versions of the suit he can call on if necessary. Um, so what's, where do we go from there? Uh, <coughs> sorry, coughing. Uh, uh, yeah, we go. They're on a boat. The patriot, the patriot suit has basically covered the president. Hasn't yeah, it? well, we, we get the reveal that the vice president is basically in on it because it's more of a deal. Like he'll get, they'll give him the power of the presidency, and yeah. then and he'll like sanction like the the deals the. The funding for the research or the way for the laws. Yeah. I actually learnt of Miguel Ferrer's live live on air recording this show. If you remember, I don't know which episode it was, but I was like, oh, yeah. Miguel Ferrer's, we were recording at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the late yeah, Miguel, the late Miguel Ferrer died died not at any great age. He was about sixty one or something like that. So this would have been one of his last few films, really. I guess. Mm. I'm just trying to look to see what he did afterwards. Let me have a look. He still managed to finish uh, his Twin Peaks stuff. I think he was still doing his TV show, like oh, he the, died, he the, died the NCIS. Two thousand and seventeen. We just come. I bet we were probably doing Superman around then. Mm. Would have been possibly. That rings a bell. It would have either been a. It might have been a Bond commentary. More likely, it would have been one of the early Superman episodes. Yes, he did do. He was. Yeah, he did. He did some uh, voice work. He did Twin Peaks. He was doing. It's a uh, Robocop, is what he's Actually, most. He did quite a lot after Iron Man. He was quite busy, wasn't he? Yeah. But some of them quite small things. I never watched Twin Peaks after well, I've watched the first mm. few episodes nearly 30 years ago. But... Sure. Okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, Miguel Ferrer is the vice president. Yes, we do get that reveal. Um. And... Yeah, I completely forgot he was in the film because he popped up and I was like, oh, it's Miguel Ferrer. And I was like, oh, it's sad that we lost him last year. Um, I thought it was longer ago than that, actually, but then I suppose it is about 19 months, something like that. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. 20 months ago. Or, yeah. or thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, where from there? They're, uh, they're going to kill him on live TV or something, aren't they? Yeah. President. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. So, they, they go down to the docks. It's like, they, they... Oh, doesn't he have a disabled kid or something, the vice president? Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's okay. his, like, motive for it. Yeah. Um... I, I just I was just thinking of the current administration and thinking you know surely it, it could just couldn't it just be because he's an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's got he's got a disabled girl. All right. Uh, and yeah, so why are we not? Yeah, so the basic good a basic good old action sequence on the docks, like a good old eight, like eighties actioner. Yeah, it's on cool. the docks. Yeah, I know. I expect Martin Riggs to appear. <laughs> it is very, is very um of the era, isn't it? For sure. I fucking hate all of this. Oh no. What, it's okay, what, but it what, just what, what do you hate about? It? Is it just the suits, or is it like? I think it's just that. It's just uh, I, it, it can't settle on a tone, so it's kind of it's trying to be sort of comedic but really tense at the same time. Yeah. It goes on way fucking too long. Uh, you keep getting sort of interruptions for Tony and fucking um, Rhodey to talk to each other. Um, I, I just don't like it. And the suits become completely sort of, um, what's the word, expendable. 
I don't mean expendable because obviously Tony doesn't care if they get damaged but it's like they're being cut like a knife through butter and you're thinking this is meant to be like variants on Iron Man tech this isn't like the drones in Age of Ultron this is like various versions of the suits he's made and the plot requires them to be shit you know 30 odd versions of Iron Man should be fucking kicking the ass of everyone no trouble so I just think it's a bit lazy. It devalues Iron Man completely. Well, the, and it, it just doubles down on this thing suits, that Tony doesn't need to be in the suit. The suits are basically controlled by Jarvis. Well, basically, like given commands, so they've given simple, simple like commands. They're not like in control of like say Tony. They yeah, are no, just I like uh, so they are going to be limited to that extent. Um, they're more okay. just like just make it rain kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean he is gonna decidedly going to blow him up at the end though isn't he yes he is so he's not like going like oh no my suit no, it's he's... not that it's not that Tony when I said expendable I don't mean oh but Tony would really care about them I don't mean it like that I, ju- I mean they're, they're to just the too audience easy. They're to too like... easy. yeah they're too easy to defeat they're interchangeable there's loads of them they've made them look bizarrely different from each other which is purely for the audience's benefit that you know you're looking at different things, and that doesn't follow, follow the design philosophy of Iron Man so far. Why is he suddenly at Mark 25 created something that looks fucking wildly different, and then Mark 26, for example, is wildly different again? And by the time we get to 42, it looks like Iron Man again. I'm thinking too much is the problem, but they've doubled down on my biggest problem in the film, is the fact that if the suit doesn't need Tony to be in the suit, why would fucking tony ever be in the suit mm. hence hence iron man might as well be a fucking drone controlled like it's a video game and if that's the case um that complete that really does iron man uh, undermine the character um and it's one of those things like i've said a bit like into darkness where you've introduced a couple of um logical outcomes to what's just happened or a couple of logical extrapolations of what's just happened that for us to move on with the character we've got to ignore and the whole of the final action sequence is based around that whole conceit that the suits can can be fairly independent and they don't require tony to be in them so i don't really like it and a part of the problem is it goes on too long and the third part of the problem is i mean it's mitigated by the fact that pepper's there but the whole plot is to save the president well, I suppose a lot of American people might be respectful of, like, the office, if you like. So the very fact it's the president would be a big deal. Well, all right, it's William Sadler, but I've only just fucking met him. I couldn't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. Why would I care if this guy dies? I've never met him before. Because um, it's William Sadler. <laughs> Yeah, and he said Henry Dumbass in, uh, in, <laughs> in in the Shawshank Redemption. Yes, it is William Sadler, and I like William Sadler. But he's on Twitter, don't you know? He doesn't follow yeah, us, but he doesn't. Well, I'm shocked. <laughs> um... If you're out there, if you're listening, please give us a follow at Expected to Talk. On yeah, he's yeah, he's sat there with Samuel Jackson with the Queen, and <laughs> and, 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 and they're all going. You can follow these guys on Twitter. You know, going, I'm not doing it. And Riddick Bowe's trying to follow us, but he can't like type properly with his boxing gloves on. No, he's trying hard though. Yeah. And the Queen's just laughing away because she's a bit pissed, <laughs> and she's got a lot of egg whites in her by now. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. I. I, <coughs> I wish you I mean, tell me when you're going to say these things. The one, bit, drink the, the, the one bit. There's everywhere. The one bit is obviously Pepper's been infected as well. 
So, um, yeah, that there's a bit of tension there because these things. This is very unstable. Yeah, I mean that that goes back to the other thing because when they, yeah, I mean they do the whole or peppers died, which I kind of think would it be brave if they just kept that? If they just like right, okay, pepper pots, just kill her off and make it kind of make make it a bit more like a, a loss for Tony. Um, would that have been better? Do you think? Um, I I would su- suggest at this stage yes, but with hindsight probably not. In the, at this stage, I always thought of Gwyneth Paltrow as somebody who didn't want to do these films really a bit like Natalie Portman, not as, not as up her own ass as Natalie Portman, but certainly a bit of the same ilk that like, well, I signed to do it and done much for a few years, but it's not really my thing. Mm. And of course, she wasn't in sort of the sequels as much. She wasn't. She was in the Avengers, but not very much. I suppose that makes sense with what the film's about and, and all the other characters in it. But I always felt that like, she would be slowly eased out of all of it. And with that being the case, at this stage, I would have said, well, you might as well kill her off. Mm. It's like Jane Foster in Thor. She's not going to be there for very long anyway. But actually, since, even though she's not in it, these films that much, there's still a nice chemistry between the two of them. There's still a couple. I mean, it really surprised me when she turned up at the end of um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, I, I really was like, I, I thought she was having nothing more to do with these. So she obviously doesn't feel the way about the series I wrongly ascribed to her. Um, and her and Tony still have like, you know, a life together. So I think I've, I've in a kind of a slightly sappy way, I've kind of enjoyed seeing that. So in some respects, I'm really glad they didn't take her out of this at this point. Yeah. Um, in the context of this film and where we were at the time, I, yeah, I thought they'd pussied out. I mean, it, there's probably some truth to that as well, but it's, it's almost like, well, we can't think of, like, anything to do with her at this point, so it's like, well, do almost, like, damsel in distress thing, but... It's a bit it's a bit Mary Jane, isn't it? But, yeah, but they, sort of, they, give, us, they give her this thing, but obviously we, we know... I can't see that being like a good thing to have, have keep on. So we know they're going to fix it. But if it, if again they're going if going to fix it, it just again it just kind of like cheapens the whole thing. Anyway, I, it's it's something that is not necessarily that believable. Like that's oh, we'll the just... problem. Yeah, that's the problem. In the same way that the suits are as like ex- expendable is the wrong word because that that's about people's interest or emotional attachment to them. But the suits are irrelevant, as, like kind as, of like if... well, they're, they're as disposable and beatable. It's easily beatable as the plot needs yeah. them to be. In the same way, Tony is as smart as the plot needs him to be. You know, for large parts of this film, Extremis is this massively fucking dangerous thing that, as the danger, as is a real danger, potential danger to the world, if anything, mm. um, and a real danger to like human beings that can be used as this dangerous weapon. And when it needs to be, to oh, I'll fix that. Don't worry. Yeah, um, and it is a weakness in the film, and I, I think that's where I'm getting to. Is that in principle, there's so much about this film to like. A different tone. It's not a bad thing to have a change of director, even though I like John, John Favreau. And whilst his whole Christmas, Christmas, Christmas thing gets tired, it gives the film a different look and feel. We have to see him without, you know, 
his tech and using his uh, detective skills and things like that, which we haven't seen enough of. So there's so much about the film to like, but then so much of it is really sloppy. Like this, you go, that doesn't make sense. And mm. actually, the logical output of that is this, and we don't want that for the character going forward. And okay, is is this really dangerous <clears throat> or is it not? It just yeah. too hard almost to be different. It's yeah. Like I almost thought it would if there was some sort of like ticking time bomb things like either like if you get to in a time uh bef- you know it then it she will recover and she'll be fine yeah then the, you know, the, that element to it i'll be like okay well fine there's that if um, you can regulate now we know we can remove this yeah but maybe yeah, that was always the case i mean don't, don't forget the things that you might have explained in early state earlier drafts of the script get lost or mm. that was explained in that scene or i mean we've never We've never been told you can't remove it. We've yeah. just been told that once they fail to regulate, they explode. And obviously, there's it, no coming back it, from that. It, it's just so, the... so in some respects, there isn't a logical disconnect here. It's just the film hasn't explained it properly. Yeah, but it's, it's just something that you just think. I don't think that's that's something that's easily reversible. I don't think that's that. You know, it's one of those. It's, well, one of those... It's, it's right through their body. It does seem to be sort of woven into their DNA. Yeah, it's not like Tony's arc reactor it's not this unit in their chest you can just take out but the film hasn't really explained it that well no it's done it's done a lot right it's not a bad film mm. but it's not I don't really like the third act but yeah like I say there are logical out- outputs of this film that if you took them to, you know if you took certain things in this film to their logical conclusion we'd be in a very bad place with this mm. as a universe and, and as things you have to deal with in the next film certainly Iron Man appears in uh, or Pepper appears in as mm. well but anyway, the other thing is the skill set when you've got it is is again is, uh, Mike from Neighbours is as strong as he needs to be, you know, in this you know, Killian, he's he's very you know, he's, they're, they're Superman at some points and not at others and it's the same with Pepper and it all seems a bit deus ex machina they're, they're you know, they're beaten and then suddenly Pepper's back and she's extremely strong and you know mm. the capable to take on like an Iron Man suit but then easily get explode when one just turns up and shoots so just like any other henchman yeah. basically yeah. Um, yeah I mean the thing with uh, Aldrich or Mike from Neighbours is uh, you know he, he gets a, he's, he's I think at times he's a bit too much like from, from some I can understand where he comes from vaguely because he comes from like someone who was kind of beaten and trodden on and is is Tony this someone he probably looks up to and then just completely just shits on him yeah. uh, they can see this sort of kind of like vengeful kind of path he goes he goes goes down but he just goes in a proper all out just fucking demon almost so just that's not really explored that much that well um yeah, I mean, so, there's a few problems with things. I mean, I've got a few, yeah, that's a definite problem. And, and I know that, I mean, we're going to get this problem later on with, I'd say with Doctor Strange, I'd say with Scarlet Witch, where their actual skill set isn't consistently defined. What, you know, it, it it's almost becomes what the plot needs to be. Mm-hmm. Vision's a bit like that as well. When Vision first appears, he looks utterly unbeatable. He looks too strong. He looks like beyond Superman strong, and then when, but when the plot needs him not to be, he isn't. Um, and they they just have to be careful with that sort of thing. That's all. Mm. 
It's like you know, spikes, you know, powers by convenience. Yeah. Um, but there you go. So that's it, really. The uh, the president is saved. That guy, that guy who's I, wasted a really I, good actor. I did but... like the few gags where he like kind of calls on the 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 last mark, the one that that, that comes to him. And he's like, "Oh, thank God! It 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 flies, and it just trips and breaks right right before it gets to him." That's the one visual joke in it I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. Uh, and and I, I like the payoff when with um, uh, Aldrich, where he first supposedly first dies. That's no problem. He kind of dies twice. It's like, well, here's a death, and he's like, "Oh, he's not quite dead." So his his, his pepper pots kind of sort it out. But there's um. Yeah, the bit where you use you use the suit actually on him to detonate. Yeah. But that's that's pretty good. Um uh, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's um yeah, he so he blows up the suits, he's sort of like right, he gets he does his whole I'm uh, committing to you, Pepper. And then um And then in voiceover he says that I'll sort it Pepper out. I wanna have my chest done. Like, yeah, and then I'll just you know, I'll just like I'll just get over stuff and I'll just have the surgery. It'll be fine. Yeah. I just think, okay. So yeah. you, you could have done that before then. <laughs> Grab some stuff from his old place, whatever's left. Yeah, he picks, he picks up those arm grabber things. Yeah, sticks it in his product placement. <laughs> and, and then... He uh, looks steely in the rearview mirror and says, I am Iron Man. Yeah, he leaves, he leaves. He leaves the kid a new rebuilt lab and upgraded yeah. gun and all that. Uh, and then the post-credit scene is him finishing telling this story to Bruce Banner, who's, and, fall uh, who's fallen asleep. And when he wakes like, up, he says, "You fall asleep." And he said, "Where did it, where did I get to?" He said, "Elevator in Berlin." Heard all of it. Was Berlin, wasn't it? But yeah, um, uh, no, I thought it was Switzerland. in Berlin, in Switzerland. Is it okay? I, Berlin didn't sound right, but yeah, it was in Berlin's Europe. in Germany. Yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know. Thanks, okay. Becca. Um, Fun fact. <laughs> you heard it your first time. Uh, yes. <laughs> Entertaining and educational. Uh, folks. That's it. Final <laughs> thoughts. Let's, re- let's reverse the order. I'll go first. I mean, just uh, there, there isn't a lot to add, really. It's just simply that the idea is good, and and the idea of I'm not sure about a third Iron Man film. In retrospect, yeah. I think it's a safe choice um, after the Avengers. But having done that. They've gone with a change of director. I think that was enforced upon them, but they made a they made a creative change, as opposed to just throwing another action director in there to pretend to be John Favreau. Um, I I find Shane Black's Christmas obsession pathetic, to be honest, but it works for this film because it gives it a diff, a diff, it gives it a different feel because the first two films, obviously being based in California, very summery. And now we're sort of very wintry and and all the rest of it. So the idea of dealing with like the outcome of of the previous film on Tony, it's like I said early on, Iron Man 3 is a different film than Iron Man 3 would have been had there just been Iron Man films because we've had the Avengers. We never see that. Some you know, heroes having to deal with the outcome you know, the, the outcomes of, of what they did and what happened and how it made them feel. So all of that's really kind of brave. Extremist, that was that was kind of a creative thing from the comics to try to to deal with. But yeah, they've cheapened the outfits a bit. I don't have a problem with the Iron Man, uh, the the Iron uh, Mandarin, sorry. But they've cheapened the outfits a little bit. They've cheapened the whole connection between Tony and the suit. You can always say that like 
Iron Man is Tony, and I agree with that. And sequences of, of him out of the suit are welcome. I'm really happy with that. But when the suit doesn't need him to be in it, why would he ever be in it? And, and I keep on about it, but it's a big problem to me. I really don't. I really don't like that. And then we've got a third act full of suits that look bizarrely different to each other, being cut through like knives through butter. It's like, well, and I just find that all very convenient. You know, this whole thing of heroes and and plots being as difficult or as tough as they need to be for the plot. At the centre of it all is a president hung in a very sort of Christ-like position. Um, Waste of William Sadler. We don't need it. We know it. I don't give a shit about that character. I would care if I cared about the office of the presidency, I guess, but I, I don't really care. They waste Rebecca Hall in this. I think to some degree they waste um, Mike from Neighbours as well. I would agree I, they are I both guess, wasted. They're both I really think, solid actors. Who don't, I think they're very Certainly Rebecca actors. Hall, she doesn't appear nearly as much as I'd like in this film because she's really talented. Yeah, and, it, and even Aldrich Killian, I'm not sure he made the right choices on that character because you watch him in something like L.A. Confidential and he's, he's, he's the opposite of a villain in that, in that he's just so good and so by the books. But in the context of the people around him in that film, he's, he's kind of almost the bad guy in that mm. there's, no, there's no warmth to him. They can't bond with him. He's he a bit of a bland villain. Um, he, no, I'm talking about in L.A. Confidential. I'm saying that he, he was <laughs> very... Um, cold as a, as a character and I oh, think yeah, that actually would translate very very well to a villain performance but he, he he kind of hams it up a bit here and I think as we learn through the Bond series I'm not the biggest fucking fan of really over hammy performances but they tried something different it kind of works but I'm glad that was it for Iron Man solo efforts I mean, I was going to say do you think they should have been they should have like, go for like, Iron Man 4 no, they've got a big universe to play with. Move yeah. on. I, 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 I did have a little bit of an issue with it. Kind of, it, they, they end it in a place where you think, right, so Tony's not Iron Man anymore then. Because he's just kind of like, he's just kind of giving yeah. it all up, really. But and, uh, and, and then he's back fighting with everyone else in his suit. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, it gave, it was a clean slate. Well, a clean slate. He did call it clean slate protocol. Well, clean slate means you can start again. Yeah. So on that regard, I never had a problem. But I did think the I am Iron Man at the end of it was just a focus group line. Um, I, I think you can try call, to... Call back to the first one. Yeah, I just think you can re- try to read depth in, into that that isn't there because in the original script it was I am Tony Stark, which actually makes more sense. I'm moving on from the Iron Man persona. doesn't mean you can't still be Iron Man, but it, it just means that you, you are more than that and you are not defined by it. That's a better line but it's not as audience-friendly a line. I Am Tony Stark carries more weight thematically. Um, I Am Iron Man is a crowd-pleasing line. Yeah. Um, but that's it for me anyway. I, I I don't dislike the film, but I didn't have a great viewing today, I have to say. In, in, in defence of Shane Black and his Christmas obsession, um, he doesn't ram, ram it down your throat, though, to be fair. I mean, it's always like something how do you know, that's... How do you know what me and Shane get up to? <laughs> Um, I am trying desperately to catch Becca while she's having a drink. <laughs> and I've got no idea when that is, so I'm just doing it constantly. Now. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's just always something that's just in in the back. It's almost like an Easter egg thing. Almost just like, oh, I right, use spot a bit of tinsel in the background. That's you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I, I again, I, I really enjoy. It. I acknowledge its problems. I, I understand some of Dave's criticisms, and I kind of. I I agree to, um, I agree to uh, uh, agree that 
it is right. a pro- it, it is a problem, but it's just a problem that doesn't bother me as much. So that's that. That's probably like as much as I can really I say. I get on why it. people would love this film. I don't think I'd get why people <clears throat> love Iron Man Two. Yeah. For example, you know, this film's this film's got enough distinctiveness and, and color and stuff to it that yeah, you might love it. I think I think we're all just um, Gill- uh, Gillian is he has this kind of like it. He says these lines that are like you know about these like really sort of like you know early bird catches the worm kind of thing that just sounds really naff. But it's almost as if like he's still a little bit of a loser deep downside, but he. You know he's he's just trying so hard not to be. Yeah. Uh, there there is potential of a, of a of a decent villain there. But I don't think enough is explored. But other than that, I'd like the aspect of Tony going back to his roots, like 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 you know actually sort of trying to figure stuff without without his suit at his disposal. That all stuff I like. I do like the little elements. I do like uh, I do like comedic stuff in it. Um, and I think the action is reasonably well done. Um, I think there's just some overhanging plot elements that just you know, as as Dave said, like just is detrimental to the character. But as a whole, it's a really entertaining thing to watch. So, Becca. Um. Yeah, I can't really add much more. Really. Um. Has has pros and cons. Um. Yeah, I can't add much more unfortunately to what I said to begin with. So yeah. Yeah, you always just repeat yourself. I feel the same way, don't I? Yeah, it remains to be seen where I'll rank it. Um. But yeah, I kind of I had a good time with it, um, and we'll probably kind of, in terms of the ranking of the Iron Man films, I would probably rank this one in the middle, perhaps. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's, it's been an education definitely, just because I, you know, I've, out of all of the the certainly the Marvel char- Marvel characters, you know what I mean, um, the Avengers, um, it's probably the ones I'm least familiar with. So yeah, it's, it's been an education, and it's been very interesting. But I think yeah, it's. On balance, it's kind of they've tried to kind of do something different, but at the same time, where those differences have been called out, it has been a little bit to its, to its detriment, shall we say? Um, and I, I know at the time a lot of fans took a took offence to how the character of the Mandarin was treated, but at the same time, you know, they're going to make changes to to this to this holy text, um, and it, it's going to happen. It's going to try you know try to strike out as well. And it was you know the 50th anniversary of the character, so they tried to kind of make some changes and make it different and soup it up a little bit so that's not, not something that fans are always going to like but there it is um, and we've ended up in probably one of the strongest films of the series so um, there was also talk with the Mandarin about like oh, how they're going to get the issue because he's deemed a bit of a racist character now I don't know the Mandarin I don't know like whether that whether that's actually true to to an extent but you know but we have that opinion floating around so it, it does make sense to kind of do something like this where he's still in it but not but different, you know. It's like it's a way of getting around it, isn't it? So it's not real pleasing people, really. Sometimes, in regards, in regards to that. But hey ho. To be fair, I've not engaged with big Iron Man fans enough. To uh, I'm not just talking about the people they, who just they might all really love it. <laughs> it might just well, be no, I, of... I just I just mean like I mean, for example, I met with someone about two weeks ago who really hates The Last Jedi. And I was expecting to hear the same old hackneyed fucking arguments that we, like, tried to debunk in our review. And a lot of the things he said were quite reasonable. A lot of the, a few weren't. A few of them did echo. But he didn't come out with the, 
betrayal of the Luke character, the Rose is a fucking terrible character, social justice warrior shit. He didn't say any of that. He was actually saying, well, that bit it doesn't make any sense, and this bit didn't make any sense. And he was actually pointing out things I hadn't thought of. And all I'm saying is that if I talk to a reasonable person about this, they might say, well, the problem with the way they've done the Mandarin here is this. And you have to remember that Iron Man fans view the Mandarin as this type of character, you know. And or they might say, "Well, I understand what you're saying about out of the suits, but this." I'm saying that there are counter arguments there. Mm. I'm just saying though that once again, it's a film that um, a lot of people didn't like. I don't particularly love, but again, like the Last Jedi, I've got huge problems, but it ain't the problems everyone else has. Yeah, it, I, I, it isn't, I, I, it I think... isn't the Mandarin. It isn't any of that. I don't have a problem with that. I, that was quite a nice little yeah. touch. I think, you know, with regards to that, it, those sort of things in general, I think social media has a lot to answer for. I think it's going to brought up brought a lot of um, these kind of things in people. It's debased the debate as well because the problem is, because, uh, I think, you, I, I mean, think I what it is, you various... got you got a group mentality. You know, you've got one side against the other side, and you rather than actually talking to people and their general opinions, you got people who you you went you, you, you end up arguing. Uh, over like over, over things which is like it's all stuff that probably isn't even in the film it's more about stuff around the film and opinions that are surrounding the film rather than well i mean the classic the, the classic thread at the moment because i follow like marvel threads but somebody will say they particularly like let's say it's iron man 3 and one of the first reply underneath will say are you kidding iron man 3 was dog shit yeah, and you think, well, there's a fucking cogent argument I can really <laughs> wrestle with. That's the problem. It, it firstly, it's just <laughs> insults, but secondly, there's there's no debate. There's just a statement. Well, it, it's all right. It's... Well, tell tell me why. And 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 and, it, and and the reply, if it does become a thread, the reply might be, I really liked it, and the reply will be, what they did to the Mandarin dude, and you go again. It's still not a fucking debate. Yeah, it's a statement. I mean, like... even if like let's let's just say you say that, and then someone says, "Oh, I really love that film." Well, what's that saying? Anything that, that you know? That I mean, what's the even point of having that out there? I mean, like I, I'll look at. Is it redundant? Yeah. Isn't I mean, it? I mean, I mean, two this... people. I mean, Twitter in general. I mean, they have a different view you, on you, things. You see people they tweet like banal things as, as if that means anything, and you think like, well, why would anyone care? Like why? Would I mean, anyone it's worse than Facebook this? friends because everyone queues up to add flavors of the same thing right underneath, and it's utterly pointless. Yeah. I don't like this film. Fine, I don't particularly like this film. It's, it's not good. I, well, that's not fair. I, I've, I've been relatively positive about it, but it's not going to rank very high. It, it yeah. really isn't. But uh, I, let's let's either debate it or leave people to enjoy it one or the other and I, social uh, media is I, not a good place to debate no it really exactly. not. and it's like but the thing is all i'm doing is giving your opinion you don't need to come back with seriously dude well yeah seriously it's just a fucking opinion live mm. with it but there you go i'd feel less angry about all this if i knew more about this film chris yeah if only there was um facts mixed with fun if, how would there be? How would such a mechanism be delivered to us? I don't know, Becca. Through the medium of fun facts. <gasps> oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally holding my breath. From oh, okay, you can breathe out. You can breathe out now. It's fine. <sighs> <sighs> All right. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, I've got some... I struggled for fun facts about this film. One of them is not particularly fun, but the rest of them are quite interesting. Okay. So, so yeah, um, fun facts number one. Um, a different version of this film was actually exists and was shown for the Chinese market. Um, it would have involved um, more movement for the character of um, Dr. Wu. Um, he did more, guys, you know, saved Iron Man and brought him back from the brink. So that's quite interesting. I just wonder on things like that whether that really had a fucking impact on the Chinese box office. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I, I get it. I get, you know, you know, China, you know, China's completely different, like, well, well you know, element, but. It's, it's you like, know, some a, of the, a big, a big draw. Like second biggest market or something, isn't it? Yeah, so. a, bit, a big market. But... A lot of films now have to, have to, not, well, I want to say pander to them, but they have to. Well, I, yeah, but I don't. I mean, do they? I mean, do, not do, really. I, I, I do, I do worry like whether. No, that's... but they have to have some, some no, appeal, it, it, draw, some appeal. No, no, I don't agree. I mean, if 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 they're funded from there, then yes, certainly. Mm. Oh yeah, I, no, yeah. I, 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 I remember, I remember sure. talking about Transformers Four, where that film is literally almost an hour too long because they throw in a whole section there because of where the money's come from. Oh, the Chinese the, box. The Meg has some... Um, that was very interesting. In that has big Chinese backing and that's really interesting well, in terms of the Chinese-Japanese relationship. I'm sorry, the biggest films that have ever opened over there take a total of about 100 million. That's, I recently saw there's a... I'll, I'll try and find it and, show, and send you guys the link. There's a really good um, article on the BBC website of all places um, about how Chinese, like box office figures are kind of how Chinese cinemas could be I think they the phrases were like were, were empty but full for example about how investment pays a big part in it as well and that you know a big box office may not guarantee you know um, not box office a big investment may not always guarantee bums on seats and, and vice well, versa the point, the point I'm making is the, if a film opens big in China it does something along the lines of a very big release in this country mm, exactly bear in mind they're their economy's big by nature of the number of people they have. Sure. Their per capita wealth is miles below us, which means they'll they'll cost a cinema ticket will either cost a fraction of what they cost here, or they would cost the same, but like less people would be able to go. The China is not yet this fucking mammoth market. It's growing, but it ain't like the US market. It just isn't. No, I mean, in ter- obviously in terms of funding, where well, you have to defend it, but it's, it's it'll come out of no, you know, it'll come out of yeah, nowhere. This, but this is we, being we funded by Disney. We're, we're being funded. This is being funded by Disney, so we're, it's not a not a problem here. No. Yeah, I, I, I just wonder whether it's actually a thing where it's Hollywood just overthinking it and thinking, oh, I, don't I know, think it is we, to be honest. Should we, you know, I think, well, why? Like, I just I just struggle to think that that relatively the Chinese public, whether we go and see Iron Man three or not. Are gonna care that there's like a little tiny thing that <laughs> with, a, with an app that, that they know is gonna really like make a, make a thing at the box office. I think they're gonna see Transformers. They're gonna see at Transformers. They they're accustomed to these kind of things regardless. It's the U.S. fundamentally misunderstanding. You know, it, it, yeah, it is like you know, it, it, we're we're about to see a lot of this with like Me Too and stuff. That uh, if it makes people rethink. Or at least think about the tone in films. Then that's a good thing. If it rec- if it makes writers ham-fistedly throw in a scene half-assedly, then it's going to be fuck's mis- sake. It's going to be like, don't be fucking stupid. Yeah. And I do think it is an element of well, that audience is getting bigger. Let's you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, sorry, Becca. <laughs> Fun facts. <laughs> That's fun, folks. So you can learn about the Chinese market. That's fun, folks.
<laughs> uh, fact number two, this first Iron Man film to gross more than a billion dollars. Um, and obviously the second Marvel film to do so. Um, the Avengers being the first film to do it. So it's like a one billion Marvel movie. 1.2 billion this did, yeah. One, two, one. Well, yeah, it was, it was like a bit more than that, I think, obviously. But... That was a surprise at the time, because the second one did like 620 or something like that. Yeah, but we had, um, yeah, 2012, 30, like 1 billion Bond and 1 billion Marvel, so not too shabby. Um, fact number three, not very fun. I don't know why I put it at number three. Um, this is one of the last big screen appearances of Joan Rivers, very sadly. I passed on the following year in 2014. Yeah. Um, just a bit of a favourite of mine. She was very funny. Um, anyway, fun fact number four. Um, Jessica Brown Finley appears in this film due to footage being shown in the background. Um, really? Jessica Brown Finley in, um, from Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. Um, and I read that she was considered for a role in Captain America Winter Soldier. But obviously she didn't, didn't make it, but I thought that was quite interesting. She would have been a rubbish Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't have. She might have been a good been bookie, though. <laughs> With a fake arm. That's quite funny. Um, and final fun fact number five um, Iron Man 3 is a number of fives no it's not it's a number of firsts of the series uh, first Iron Man film to be shot in digital and first Iron Man film where Stanley has a cameo and he's not mistaken, mistaken for somebody else he's like a beauty talent show judge which is quite he's funny he's just a pervy old man he's just a pervy old man but more water <laughs> we love him he's Stanley he's alright <laughs> oh dear <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'll take again in a minute oh dear um, yeah, in the first film, first Iron Man film, where we don't see Nick Fury turn up. We don't see um, Samuel L. Jackson turn up as Nick Fury to say, now I've got a job for you. So yeah, the three firsts in this third film in the Iron Man series. Yeah. And that's my five fun facts, one of them not being so fun, but hey-ho. And there's your lot, there's your fun, folks. So, um, social media... You can find me at the Pasty Kid nineteen seventy six on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Cinema Charts on Twitter, even though I've just slacked off social media because um, I've rarely <laughs> ever used it now. But yeah, uh, you can find me on there. Oh yeah, you can also go on the uh, the website where you can find all the odd episodes. Cinematronics.co.uk. That's the one. Though, if you just Google Cinematronics, you'll find it. <laughs> Cinematronics with an X. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, you'll at come the, across at the end. Book. To be clear. Yeah, it'll be weird <laughs> if it started with an X. <laughs> <laughs> with a slight accent I grant you and you can find us on twitter at expect us to talk and facebook.com slash expect us to talk we're also on the youtube if you type in do you expect us to talk on the youtube channel and we're also on stitcher as well if you search for the same you can also drop us an email expect us to talk at gmail.com and also as Chris said earlier you can listen to us on itunes if you type in do you expect us to talk you can find us on there and please leave us a glowing five-star review as it helps us to attract more listeners, be lovely or not, and rank higher in the searches. Thank you. And uh, the Downton Abbey movie has been greenlit. Yeah! I can't wait. I'm quite excited. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a film. Oh, it's going to be all the same, but we're like car chases oh, and shagging. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Even more car chases. Well, that, that's, that's one Maybe, movie I probably won't be seeing. Maybe Dan Stevens might return as a ghost. Ooh! Yeah, <laughs> and that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'd see it if anyway. it did. <laughs> I would pay to see that film if he did. But yeah, I don't. I don't think he probably won't be in it. So, 
But it'd be quite interesting because I think it was you know it's the biggest series to come out of Britain for a long, long time. Um, it was one of ITV's greatest exports at the time as well. So you know I think it's not to be sniffed at to be honest. Is it basically upstairs downstairs? It was. It was basically a rehash of upstairs downstairs. But it was very popular. So yeah, well yeah, well, can't, can't argue with it. People like what they like. Yeah, you know? I'm not That's one it. to judge. No, this is it. So, uh, and that's yeah. probably why it was so popular because it resonated with people who enjoyed upstairs, downstairs. In the previous, you know, that that generation. I love downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting upstairs. That's the problem. It's too much effort. Yeah, that's getting a bit hard now. So, <laughs> what would that they have been? called it if it had been a bungalow? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> I can think of a rude name for it. Can you? <laughs> I won't say it. I don't know, front of the house, rear of the house, I don't know. <laughs> In the back doors. <laughs> In the back doors. Indoors, outdoors. My friend's parents live in a bungalow, but they've got like a, this vast back garden that goes on forever and ever and ever. It would take them quite a long time for go, to go from one end to the other. Because the property is so large. That's the kind of anecdote we like We like to tell, Ron. <laughs> Do you expect us to tell? That's a fun fact. <laughs> My friend, who you don't know, yeah. has this interesting physical quirk. Yeah, that's it for tonight then. So where do we go next, Becca? Do you expect us to talk or return with Thor, The Dark World? 